We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad is taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Over of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its not to travel abroad. It struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Joe Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you an now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. Good to be back. I want to thank all my colleagues for their warm wishes shared over the past uh, few weeks. Suffice it to say, this wasn't the first time that being hard-headed has served me very well. What's up, dudes? Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Masson. And speaking of being back, Mitch McConnell and Humpty Dumpty, I mean the Hunchback, I mean John Fetterman, are all back to do, I don't know, probably something good for China, but bad for us. Definitely good for Ukraine, most likely. Anyway, over here at WTOP News, a center outlet with a high factuality, sources in the description below as always, GOP leader Mitch McConnell returns to Senate after head injury. Now, I wonder if his brain will be as slow as the rest of his turtle kind. I'll get better turtle jokes as I go. From the AP, mm, government funded. 
Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell is back at work in the U.S. Capitol on Monday, almost six weeks after a fall at a Washington-area hotel and extended treatment for concussion. <laughs> just had the wildest thought. What if he bumped his head and it, like, knocked loose something and he just, like, woke up from his concussion? Like, Senator Armstrong from Resident Evil. Or, no, not Resident Evil. What the fuck is it? Um, it's, uh, Metal Gear. Bumping up my boot real quick. Kind of based, right? I mean, he's already in bed with pharmaceutical companies, you know. Why not? Why not go full full Senator Armstrong? The longtime Kentucky Senator, 81 years old, has been recovering at home since he was released from a rehabilitation facility on March 25th. Pardon me. Ugh. He fell after attending an event earlier that month, injuring his head and fracturing a rib. You know what? Actually, just kind of found out recently dealing with this broken foot. I will say, I think a broken foot is worse than a broken than broken ribs. I've done both. At least with broken ribs, you can walk. I mean, moving mobility-wise sucks either way, but I'd rather be able to walk. Anyway. McConnell arrived at the Capitol earlier Monday and is expected to work a full schedule in the Senate this week. In brief remarks on the Senate floor as the chamber came back into session, after two weeks of recess... Oh, what just happened? Hold on. Okay. Sorry about that. Everything just kind of glitched on me. McConnell criticized President Joe Biden for not doing enough to negotiate on the nation's debt ceiling and thanked his colleagues for their well wishes. You know, this going to be kind of an irony to wishing a turtle a speedy recovery. Told you I get better turtle jokes. Quote, I'm very happy to be back, McConnell said. There's something important for Congress to tackle. And he joked, Suffice it to say, this isn't the first time that being hard-headed has served me very well. And it's never served anyone in Kentucky besides you well, ever. But we will agree, your dense skull is uh, is an amazing feat of God's creation. Nothing sinks in through that fucking thing, I tell you. McConnell returns to the Senate ahead of a busy stretch in which Congress will have to find a way to raise the debt ceiling and negotiate additional aid for Ukraine war. Uh, of course these two things are in a sense next to each other. America is sinking rapidly into debt. Our dollar is rapidly depreciating in value, and everything is costing more money. Quick, everyone, send money to Ukraine. Uh, I, I'm involved in local politics, in, my, in local government in my area, and I will sit in at these town meetings, and people will be like, I can't stand my local taxes going up so much. I can't stand these taxes. The city is taking more and more money from me, and it is fucking ridiculous. Also, why can't the government come in and give me head occasionally? Like, how much would it cost, and I'd be willing to have it taken out of everybody's tax dollars to have the government come in and mow my lawn, walk the dog, feed the kids, you know, the huge. It drives up a fucking tree. It's just sitting there, I'm like, you do realize asking the government to do more shit for you is exactly why your taxes are going up, right? What do you know, mother? You know what you're talking about? It's not a big cost. Bitch. 
It's a massive cost on everybody. So I be chipping on these town meetings saying, hey, just so you know, when they say, oh, the city's funding it or local resources are funding it or whatever the fuck, they're referring to your money. The government doesn't have money like you all know this. But I'm telling these people in my area this and some of them are like, huh. You're right. And the other ones seem to have a perpetual thumb up there. As I'm going to ask you a question. How many liberals does it take to change a light bulb? I'll wait. The answer is none, because they are perpetually in the fucking dark. Now let's move on. Did you... Among other... By the way, we're not paying that national debt off. Like, we're just going to be like, no, actually, we're going back to the gold standard, and we owe... None of you a goddamn thing. If they get mad about it, American could be like, alright, first off, fucking fight me. Second off, how long were you guys getting free security from us? How much have we done for the world? No, 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 no. If you want to keep doing business with us, you're going to avoid this little little transgression over a transaction. And we're going to let this slide. Caprizi, or we can give you a swift kick up the fucking backside. And convince you to forget about this uh, little transgression over this uh, transaction here. Because we're not paying that. Like, look in your heart as an American citizen and ask yourself. I'll leave a link to this in the description below. We are over $31 trillion in debt. Rapidly. Like, in real time. Like, this is a great website here. It's a terrifying website. I'll leave a link to it in the description below. And let's just go right back here real quick. Up here. Last updated. September 30th, 2022. Over the past 100 years, U.S. federal debt has increased from, 400, from 4, $408 billion in 1992 to $30.93 trillion in 2022. My God. Comparing the country's debt to its gross domestic product reveals the country's ability to pay down its... No, it doesn't. No, 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 it doesn't. That's a gaslight. The Treasury Department is lying to you through their fucking teeth, homie. Uh, we're not paying that back. I'll leave a link to this in the, in the description below if you want to click through here. They have them all, they actually have a setup for all kinds of different things, for, like, NASA and other shit, too. So, useful website. I'm just saying, what? there's nothing to vote on. Any vote other than just... Fucking for uh, just fucking being like, yeah, we're done. We're not paying this debt. We're over. We're going back on the gold standard. Any vote besides that is just going to be a vote to increase inflation, to increase the national debt. All on top of that, while we're sending what? What's that? 148 billion fucking dollars we've sent to Ukraine? No, absolutely not. We have homeless veterans under every fucking bridge in. Well, sorry. We have homeless veterans sleeping under bridges in every fucking state. That's what I meant to say originally. We have potholes. We have railroads. You know, that might be a hot topic right now. Is it a hot, Am I the only one who still talks about that shit these days? Anyway, we have railroads that are fucking disabled and causing derailments and accidents everywhere. Again, like I said about potholes, we can't afford to be saying all this shit to Ukraine. On top of all that shit, we'll be talking about the Pentagon leaks later, boy. And let me tell you, that guy who leaked that shit, God bless his heart absolute hero he will he will be made an example of he should have gone to russia he should have fled but but national hero nonetheless raise in the comments if you disagree but 
we have to quit with the funding. Like, we're not going to pay off our national debt. We're certainly not going to pay off our national debt if we're constantly handing over billions of dollars at a time to Ukraine. And not to mention, we covered this when it happened. If you look right here, the Pentagon, we covered it on this podcast not too long ago. The Pentagon lost over $2.3 trillion over their last audit. They failed their audit, by the way. But what they did get from it is over the course of the financial year from 2021 to 2022, the Pentagon lost almost $2.5 trillion fucking dollars. And we're here, right, 31 and some change trillion in the fucking hole. And the Pentagon just gone. Yeah, no, let's be reason. Let, let's just be real here. We're, we're, we're not paying that. It's over. It's done. Get fucked. Anyway, moving on. War in Ukraine. Go fuck yourself, warmonger. Among other policy matters. We're right here, by the way. And he comes back as several other senators have been out for medical reasons, raising questions about how much the Senate will be able to achieve in the coming months with a 51-49 split between the parties. May they achieve fuck all. Honestly, I'd be, I would prefer if the government just shut down. I'm going to open up a Red Bull right here. Personally, I would just prefer the government just shut down and stay shut down. It's great for the fucking economy. People tell you it's bad for the economy. No, it is phenomenal for the economy. Because guess what? When, um, when the federal government shuts down, a parasite attached to the federal government and proxy attached to the ass side of every American called the Federal Reserve also shuts down. Meaning money machines don't go burr. And that is so good for the economy. That is so good for the economy. That is... I was going to say something really fucked up about... Uh, about uh, trans people in national schools, but the joke vanished out of my fucking head, and so I'm so sorry. Moving on. Already, the GOP senator's leader's absence... A GOP leader's absence. My apologies. Along with those of Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein, because she got shingles, and John Fetterman, because he got to be sad, among others, have added to the Senate's lethargic pace. God bless it. Unfortunately, it's changing. I mean, I don't wish anyone any particular disharm, but at the same time, fuck. Sorry, that may have been bad in the air. Anyway, pace... In the first few months of the year, unlike the last two years in which Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer was able to push through key elements of President Joe Biden's agenda. With the help of Democrat-led House, the Senate has been significantly slowed down with Republicans now in charge of the House, more specifically the Freedom Caucus in charge of the House. Remember, after almost 13 straight votes over the course of seven and a half days, they broke MacArthur. Or uh, McCarthy. And he's performing magnificently since he's been brought to heel. I love it. Democrat-led House Senate. Republicans now in charge of the House. And absences have made even simple votes like nominations more difficulty. I.e. a few judges in the rafters right now for different courts. One immediate question. For McConnell, upon his return, is whether to help Democrats temporarily replace Feinstein on the Senate Judiciary Committee as he continues to recover in California. 
as she continues to recover in California, my apologies, from a case of the shingles. Democrats, by the way, isn't it so weird? You would think the party that pushes so hard for vaccines, they would at least have some shingles vaccines up in that bitch. Like, come on. I've never actually had COVID knock on, or uh, I've never actually had a chicken pox knock on wood. Thought I just have the dog get up for me doing that. <laughs> anyway, I've never had that. But I, I've seen people who have shingles, and that shit is fucking miserable. It's like uh, the skin just melts and, like, pusculates. It's all red and rashy. It's bad. It looks like a really bad burn. These, these little dots. Right? It's all a bunch of little dots that expand, like, zits that popped, and then the holes start. It's gross. It's bad. I know somebody who got it. And it was because they were actually allergic to a bunch of... They had a vaccine uh, allergy to a bunch of different shit, so we never... Anyway, off the topic, off the topic. Real bad shit, not fun. Dude had to go to the hospital, too. So I, I, I don't wish this particularly upon anyone, even if I don't like them, but damn. All these old fogies, right? Can't do their fucking job. Uh, Judiciary Committee continues Demo- uh, to recover a case of shingles. Democrats have become increasingly frustrated. As Democrats, more than six weeks, uh, multiple Democrats, more than six weeks absent on the panel, has stalled confirmation of some of Biden's nominees. And Feinstein has asked for a short-term substitute on the committee. Democrats can't do that. Though, with help from Republicans, since approval of the process would take 60 votes on the Senate floor, two GOP members of the Judiciary Panel, uh, I almost want to say committee, uh, panel, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas and Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, have already said they don't believe that Republicans should help Democrats replace Feinstein. I agree. It's stall everything. Just make everything drawn out till 2024 and see where it goes from there. It is unclear when Feinstein, 89 years old, will return to Washington. Her office has so far declined to say. Also returning to Senate on Monday was Fetterman, who will be getting to that too, who was hospitalized for clinical depression, the big sad, in February. And his wife went on vacation. He was treated for six weeks at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, and his doctors say his depression is now in remission. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. My depression's in remission. I'm going to say that now when people ask you, hey, how are you doing, man? You know, to be completely honest with you, I was talking to my doctors, and they say my depression's in remission. <laughs> such a great sentence. Such a bullshit statement, though. Fetterman's announcement that he was checking himself into a hospital earlier this year came as he suffered a stroke last year and has struggled with auditory processing disorders, which can render someone unable to speak fluidly and quickly. Uh, and quickly process word uh, spoken conversations into meaning. The Pennsylvania Democrat, 53 years old, now uses uh, devices in conversations, meetings, and congressional hearings that transcribe spoken words in real time. Yeah, he says it sounds like uh, the Peanuts moms and parents talking. Which is really funny because uh, Oz should have exploited that. Oz could have exploited that. I don't really. There was no good choices that time around. I mean, there was clearly a a uh, Oz clearly wasn't going to be as bad as Federer, but Oz was not going to be some great thing. Sorry, Dominator on Twitter. I love you, man. No offense, 
but of the two, I will definitely say I should have won that one. Uh, but there was no good options. However, I should have just exploited the fuck out of that. Spoken really quickly, said things in kind of a weird warble so the machine couldn't pick up words properly. Just really thrown Fetterman off. Like, homie, if you're going to be that vulnerable, exploit that vulnerability. Like an enemy in a boss fight in a 90s or like an early 2000s PS2 game. That shit annoys me. Now let's continue. In a statement when he was released from Walter Reed last month, late last month, Fetterman said that the care he received there changed my life. Quote, I'm excited to be the father and husband I want to be. Gosh, Andy. I am the senator of Pennsylvania deserves. Gosh, said Fetterman, who won praise for his decision to to seek treatment. How about people just encourage him to resign and recover? You fucks. This is cruel as hell. Don't make fun of him, James. Well, they fucking ran him. All right? If he didn't run him, I would have left him alone. But fuck. (laughs) They don't. They make him run, and they make him stay in office, so I have to make fun of him, and his weird, hoary wife leaves him while he's possibly dying in the hospital, as far as everybody knew originally. Like, get the fuck on. She has about as much concern for him as Jada Smith has concern for Will. Speaking of Jada Smith, who would have thought that by getting shot, Tupac would have dodged a bullet named Jada? Wild. McConnell visited the cap, uh, his Capitol office on Friday... Ahead of his Monday return, in video captured by NBC News, he walked into the building without assistance as aides kept close by. This was the second major injury for McConnell in recent years. Four years ago, he tripped and fell at his home in Kentucky, causing shoulder fracture that required surgery. The Senate had just started a summer recess, and he worked from home for some weeks as he recovered McConnell had polio, and goddamn, in his early childhood, I I was wondering how old he fucking was, apparently he's from that age, Uh, the polio era, he wasn't cool enough for Lou Gehrig's disease, McConnell had polio, uh, in his early year, uh, in his early childhood, and he long acknowledged some difficulty as an adult in climbing stairs, and voting without his head up his ass too while he's at it, now let's hop over here, to Quasimodo's return. Yes, folks, Quasimodo is back. John Fetterman returns to Senate mum on further... Uh, on, uh, sorry. Bleh. John Fetterman returns to Senate mum on future after depression bout. Oh boy, here he comes, guys. Here he is. It's Goofy. Oh, it's King Goober. Yay! How are you feeling? <laughs> you know what he knew all he, all he heard right there asking him all these questions all he hear is I don't I shouldn't be laughing but it's like they run him they make this fucker run. What am I supposed to do? Not make fucking pot shots at him? Come on. 
turn the other cheek and all that. Well, we're not fighting. Senator John Fetter, I only said it because I just got a little pop-up message in the corner of my screen, a little Bible verse of the day thing that maybe plugging in. <laughs> Senator John Fetterman, Democrat, uh, was seen on Capitol Hill Monday for the first time since missing more than 60 votes due to his prolonged hospital stay. The best thing he's ever done for, the, for, for anyone is just not voted. Uh, anyway, hospital stay for treatment of clinical depression. The big, the big sad. You know, he had uh, my chemical imbalance. The big sad. The fifty-three. Pardon me. The fifty-three-year-old Fetterman, clad in hooded sweatshirt and basketball shorts, did not respond to reporters who asked if he'd be able to serve his full six-year term, which runs through 2019. No, no, we're going to watch this motherfucker melt in real time, and it's going to be glorious. Again, they shouldn't have run him, but they did, and I'm going to make fun of him. And the people voted for him for being fucking retarded. What is it with with Pennsylvania voting for basically corpses? Like, corporeal forms at most. The former Pennsylvanian lieutenant governor checked himself into Walter Reed National Medical Center two months ago to get treatment after suffering a stroke last year. Now, actually, a little bit of thing they're not talking about, I've noticed, is he was checked in the hospital for depression, released, and then about a week later checked himself back in and stayed. He was discharged in late March after a six-week stay. Fetterman told C- uh, told CBS Sunday Morning in an interview earlier this month that his depression had made him indifferent. Yeah. To living shortly. <laughs> it made him indifferent to living. My God. Shortly after he fended off Republican celebrity candidate Dr. Mehmet Oz. <laughs> John Fetterman, you won. Congratulations. How do you feel? You know, I could live. I could die. I'm kind of, you know. Eh. Do I want to be here tomorrow? Nah. You, you know, verdict's still out. <laughs> well, that. thanks for your comment, Mr. Fe- Fe- uh, Fetterman. Goddamn. <laughs> He's actually a great quote for, like, if people ask you, hey, man, how's your day going? You know, I'm kind of indifferent to living lately. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm kind of indifferent to living, which just goes to show how much my depression is in remission. I'm actually starting to find the usefulness of this guy suddenly. He's a great uh, generator for really uncomfortable responses to completely harmless small talk conversations about how you're doing. <laughs> but I'm actually going to save that forever. Uh, write it down, actually. Sorry, I'm going to... This <laughs> made him indifferent to living. Jesus Christ. That is so good. Candidate Mehmet Oz, who was endorsed by former President Donald Trump. Yeah, a really bad endorsement. The victory flipped the seat, retiring Republican Senator Pat Toomey, and helped give Democrats the 51-49 majority in the Senate. Damn, I wish they would have lost that, too. Look at him. Here he goes. Look at these ears. He's He's just a big old goober. Quote, it's like you just won the biggest, you know, race in the country, he said. And the whole thing, the whole thing about depression is the object that objectively you may have won, but depression can absolutely convince you that you actually lost. And that's exactly what happened. And that was the start 
of a downward spiral. Do you want to know what it was? Could it possibly be? I fucking wonder. Could it possibly be that they ran a man who just suffered a massive, severe stroke? By the way, it wasn't his only one. He had him in the past. He had a severe one on the campaign trail, and they didn't. They were. They refused to let him not run because he was their only chance at beating Oz. So they made a a, a man whose brain was still trying to recover from a fucking severe stroke. You know, all kinds of shit got fucked up up there, right? They made him run for for office, which is incredibly stressful. Plus, make him debate while he's still learning how to use all this new technology that, to help him speak. And he's still, you know, he's learning how to use this technology, I'm sure. Plus, he just got out of the hospital again. Like, this guy, it's not depression. Is he's not, it, it, what it is, is, oh, you're not a doctor. I don't need to be a doctor to tell you this. Look at him. He has not had a chance to recover. It breaks my fucking heart. Like, for, like, look, I crack a lot of edgy jokes on this show, right? But, like, when it comes down to it, people are like, I want Joe Biden to have a tree. Look, it's, 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 it's similar. Like, I have nothing besides sympathy and, and heartbreak for Joe Biden. Like, when he, when he was all fucking functionally upstairs, yeah, I fucking detested the warmonger. He was, like, as bad. He was basically John, uh, John McCain. Like, he was bad as fuck. And racist is all hell, too. He went to Bird's funeral, for fuck's sake. But the Joe Biden you got now, man, that's not the Joe Biden who worked under Obama. Assuming that's even genetically the same guy. There's a lot of... Those ears look weird. Anyway, anyway. Let's just go with the idea that this is actually the uh, the Joe Biden. I want everybody around him try for, uh, you know, elder abuse. It's horrific what's what's going on to these guys. And they're deteriorating rapidly in front of us. And it's because they're under constant stress and being led around and manipulated and led like a puppet. These guys aren't the people they were 10 years ago. And I don't say that because, like, oh, they've matured and changed as people. No, I mean because their health is so in decline. Low-key, man. Like, these guys need a fucking break. And honestly... As, I, I'm going to crack jokes at them, but I, I fucking feel bad about it. I, I genuinely pray that these people get fucking better soon. So they can actually be put on trial for their actual crimes. And until then, you're just dealing with a fucking husk. You know, that's not... It's specifically Joe Biden's case. Like, you can't try him for any of the stuff with the laptop or any of that. He's a fucking husk. You're not trying Joe Biden. You're trying, you're, you're, you're trying the the husk of Joe Biden. There's nothing there. He wouldn't know what was happening. He wouldn't understand it. He wouldn't know what the lesson was. The The punishment wouldn't mean anything. And to John Fetterman, he just needs the time to recover. And no one around him loves him enough to give him that. And it's genuinely fucking heartbreaking. I don't know. I'm usually a bit of an edgy boy, but that shit's just it's really hard to watch. But enough of my fucking soapbox, I... May God fucking keep them. Moving on. Questions have been raised about Fetterman's ability to serve since his medical episode shortly before his May 2022 victory. In the hotly contested Pennsylvania Democratic Senate primary, he triumphs over Oz, despite visibly struggling struggling to form coherent sentences. Hey, me too. During their one and only debate, this past October, in February, shortly before his hospitalization. Sorry about the squeaky chair. 
The New York Times reported Fetterman had trouble hearing other people's voices clearly, an auditory process uh, issue, processing issue that got worse during periods of great stress or unfamiliar situations. Yeah, let's go down here to the first three comments. By Rick Martin, not Ricky Martin, but Rick Martin. Could a Republican with a similar mental problem win senatorial election? I am thinking no. Could a Republican stay in the basement instead of campaigning to make very few public comments and win an election? Again, I think no. So why can't Democrats? <laughs> spicy. Asking some spicy questions, my man. Go get visited in the middle of the night by uh, Clinton's bodyguards. They're secret polices. It's like if a Democrat in a wheelchair ran against a Republican with no difficulty in walking for miles. In an election which required lots of walking and Democrats and the Democrat won, what could be the reason? Sympathy for the Democrat? Can you call any can you recall any election when the physically challenged candidate won due to the population giving him a huge sympathy vote? Uh yeah, he had polio. He was a president wore stupid glasses, and he was like the beta bitch version of his pseudo-socialist uh, Teddy Rooseveltian cousin. Yeah, FDR wasn't particularly great, but yeah, FDR. Everyone knew he had polio. People were scared of switching presidents at that point in history. Like, if you, re if you watch the documentaries, right, people try to tell you, like, oh, no one knew. Like if you like if you read actual articles and outlets and what people were saying back then, you listen to like radio archives, like CBS archives. You realize everyone knew there was something wrong, like severely wrong with the fucking guy. They just didn't know what and how badly it was wrong. And in time, they figured it out. You know, everyone acts like it was a big top secret that no one knew, and it's like, yeah, that's just act factually not accurate. And a lot of people voted for him because he felt bad. The other people voted for him were scared as shitless of switching from Franklin Delano Roosevelt to anyone else. But moving on. Then again, he was a Democrat. So, more basically a socialist. But anyway, moving on. It's completely tangent means nothing. Uh, physically challenged, uh, where a physically challenged candidate won due to population given a huge sympathy vote. I can't. The people of Pennsylvania elected someone who cannot really represent them in Congress. They elected a ghost senator, and they're satisfied. Yeah. Do Democrats have a special magic that allows them to clear them cl uh, that allows them clearly as the uh, inferior candidate to win? <laughs> Are Pennsylvanians Massachusetts? Uh, Masochists. Now, go over here to Tucker. The Tucker. Anyway, uh, please don't include all of PA. I lived in PA 75 years. I admit there are pockets of fruitcake and nuts. Mostly around large liberal areas, uh, PGH, Philadelphia, etc. Here's an example of the breakdown Pennsylvania Senate race for Fetterman. Uh, uh, PA has 67 counties in total. Oz won 54 counties, 48.1 of the votes. And Fetterman won 59.5% of the votes. 
in only 13 counties to add insult the results uh results fetterman had a serious stroke two months before the election and had to use a word caption screen to comprehend the spoken word how is that going to play out in senate it has not so yeah i forgot i i forgot the dems have uh have many in their wings to pull the strings like they do for Slow Joe. And a Maverick. We've read one of Maverick 2785's book comments before. So long time to see, bud. They learned a vo- they learned a valuable lesson with Biden. First, allow unrestricted mail in voting. Allow unrestricted mail in voting. I tried to read that like it was something fancy than it was. Then hide your candidate from the public as long as possible. Once they uh once they finally do come out, eighty percent of the mail in uh once once they ugh why am I having such a hard time reading this shit? Once they finally do come out, eighty percent of the mail in and early ballots are cast. Tada! Uh, another moron elected, and this moron fucking failed to read that. I had a stroke midway through that. It's Fetterman magic reaching through the screen. That being said, I'm gonna wrap it up here. This has been Inside Four Walls. Everyone is James Masson, and I shall catch you guys later. Deuce. What's going on with the debt? It's very disturbing, and it's, it's driven by the three big entitlement programs that are very popular, Medicare, Social Security, and Medicaid. Social Security has nothing to do with the deficit. Social Security is totally funded by the payroll tax levied on employer and employee. That's 70% of what we spend every year. The subject we were just discussing, the funding of the government, is about 30% of what we spend. If you reduce the outgo of Social Security, that money would not go into the general fund to reduce a deficit. It would go into the Social Security Trust Fund. So Social Security has nothing to do with balancing a budget or erasing or lowering the deficit. Hi, welcome to YouTube. Thanks, it's great to be here. I'm just gonna upload my video right now. Uh, let me see it first. Oh, wow. No, you can't post that. Why not? I don't agree with that. Nope. Okay, I'm sorry. What are you doing? I'm uploading my video. All right, that's a warning, pal. Dude, you need to relax. Flag! What? Okay, you wanna get crazy? Boom, boom, double flag. There goes your video. Did you just cancel me? Alright, I'm gonna be leaving now. Where are you going? To a place where I can't get canceled and they celebrate free speech. <laughs> uh, but in Fantasyland. It's not Fantasyland, it's called Rumble. Later, pal. Did you need these back? Yeah, I'm gonna need those for the next person. Got you. Good luck, buddy. Thanks. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and I'm sitting down to record an episode about the recent Pentagon-Ukraine document 
leaks and the leaker. But this uh, actually just kind of crossed my desk. Uh, it's apparently old news, but I just thought I'd cover it. Kind of just sucks. I, I, I referenced the Gulf of Tonkin incident uh, whenever I talk about reasons not to trust the federal government and all in like different ways they lie to us, uh, often followed by some about weapons of mass destruction and the invasion of Yemen. You know, it's in that same kind of vein for me. This is a guy who got all these documents out that blew the whistle on tons of the lies we were fed about the Vietnam War. And he's got pancreatic cancer, so I just, you know, kind of a legend. So much, you know, I want, I want to at least talk about this. Daniel Ellsberg, who leaked Pentagon Papers, has months to live due to inoperable cancer. Ah, oh, that's heartbreaking. Josh Christensen. March 3rd, 2023. Updated. Is this, uh... No, that's not it. Moving on. Longtime anti-war, anti-nuclear activist Dan Ellsberg, who famously revealed the top-secret Pentagon Papers detailing America's America's long involvement in the Vietnam War, announced Thursday that he will be given... That he has been given a mere... Mere months to live. On February 17th, without much warning, I was diagnosed with inoperable pancreatic cancer on the basis of a CT scan and MRI. Ellsberg, 91, said in a letter shared on Twitter, quote, I'm sorry to report to you that my doctor has given me three, three to six months to live. <sighs> I mean, I know he's an old guy, right? But why can't he just go out, you know, peacefully as an old man, right? Like, why can't he just go into sleep? Why couldn't he just, you know... It just sucks. So late in life. Pancreatic cancer, too. Sucks, man. This should be be his golden years, his twilight years. You know, just, just chilling. Just enjoying... The fruits of his labor, going out the legend he is, but oh well. Ellsberg added that he will not undergo chemotherapy and will enter hospice care at the appropriate time. While the pe- while a Pentagon consultant employed by Rand R A N D. Oh shit! Sorry, McAfee hat fell back. While a Pentagon consultant employed by R.A.N.D. Corporation in the late 1960s, Ellsberg obtained secret report commissioned by then-Defense Secretary Robert McNamara that detailed U.S. actions in Southeast Asia since 1945. The report revealed how U.S. involvement in the war was built up steadily by political and military leaders who were overconfident about the prospects of victory and deceptive about their accomplishments against the communist North Vietnamese. Sounds familiar to current day stuff, doesn't it? Man, the simulation. This guy is going down while a guy who's in a very similar position released very similar documents about a different war is just now being arrested and dragged through the he- and dragged through the ringer. I don't know, man. Sometimes things just rhyme, I guess. Quote, 
When I copied the Pentagon Papers in 1969, I had every reason to think that I would be spending the rest of my life behind bars. Ellsberg wrote of his decision to pass a report to the New York, Post, uh, the New York Times reporter Neil Sheehan. Quote, It was a fate I would gladly have accepted if it meant um, hastening the end of the Vietnam War, unlikely as that seemed and was. In June 1971, the Times published the first in a series of stories on the report. Then-President Richard Nixon, (laughs) Justice Department, tried to squash the publication of the papers on national security grounds. But the Supreme Court ruled 6-3 that Nixon's attempts at prior restraint violated the First Amendment. Ellsberg, by the time, was working as a senior research associate at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology Center for International Studies. Was also charged with theft, conspiracy, and violation of the Espionage Act in connection with the leaked. All of these will be slapped onto this uh, Texarian guy. In connection with the leak. But... The case was thrown out in 1973 after revelations emerged that Ellsberg's conversation had been wiretapped and his psychiatrist's office had been burglarized by members of Nixon's notorious plumber's unit. Ellsberg said, uh, Ellsberg said his ex- unexpected reprieve allowed him, quote, to spend the last 50 years with my wife, Patricia, my family, and with you, my friends. What more? I was able to devote those years to doing everything I could to think, everything I could think of to alert the world to the perils of nuclear war and wrongful interventions. Lobbying, lecturing, writing, and joining with others in acts of protest and nonviolent resistance. He said, while noting, that he hoped he could, quote, report greater success for our efforts. Oh, dude. Stop it. You're a fucking legend. Do not short sell yourself. Ellsberg suggested in his 2017 book, The Doomsday Machine, Confessions of a Nuclear War Planner. It's a good book. Lex Friedman actually has talked about it before. I think, uh, was it Ben Shapiro recommended on his book club or something? If that means anything to you? It doesn't mean much to me, but... It's a good book. Uh, I haven't read it, but I, people I so people I watch have talked about it. That the uh, <clears throat> that the world has never been closer to nuclear Armageddon. His Twitter post similarly said, quote, "The current risk of nuclear war over Ukraine is great, is as great as the world has ever seen due to threats from Russia." Quote, leadership. In the U.S., Russia, and other nuclear weapon states, NATO, and other U.S. allies have yet to recognize that such threats of, pardon me, <clears throat> uh, of initiating nuclear war, let alone the plans, deployments, and exercises meant to make them credible and more ready to be carried out, are and always have been immoral and insane under any circumstances, for any reason, or by anyone, or anywhere, he added. The former military analyst also said the Pentagon's willful denial on the matter is akin to America's denial of catastrophic climate change. Blow me on that front, homie. 
Tell me, man, uh, just asking for a friend. Where, in your views, did it transition from nuclear winter, from cow farts and spray deodorant, to all-out fiery ozone deterioration, microwave-type death? Because the narrative has changed so many times since then. Fuck you, I'm one of those, the thousand-year cycle. This just happens to be particularly warm. And, uh, by the way, following all the snowstorms we had in Texas, it wasn't just the one that knocked out power. We had, like, five that year. And then, like, seven the next year. I hate to tell you, man, it's snowing in Texas more and more every year. Could it be what, I don't know, oh, people are going to give me shit for this. Uh, Graham has been saying, or on the Joe Rogan podcast, what's his name? Graham, uh, is it Graham Norton? No, it's not Graham Norton. The name's blinking on me right now, but he was explaining uh, Randall, actually, it's Randall something. Oh, come to me. Anyway, he was talking about how the, uh, it, it's what's going to happen is there's a, a shift going on inside the earth where places that are typically warm and, and uh, tropical will start to see more and more cold and snow fronts, whereas places that are typically cold and snowy will start to see more and more tropical-like weather over the course of 100 years. And it's going to be a, a more of a climate flip than a, a global warming type scenario. And right now... Just want to bring up a little bit about uh pardon me. <sighs> Damn, I thought I got that all out of my throat. Oh well. Oh, anyway, advances, advantages of nuclear power. Nuclear fission does not release greenhouse gases or carbon dioxide. A controlled nuclear fission reactor releases one million times more energy per kilogram then a chemical reaction such as burning coal, gas, oil, etc. Nuclear power can create employment opportunities for many people, many people being millions of people. One nuclear power plant, if ran efficiently, could power half a fucking state. Theoretically, depending on the size of it. So, you know, I'm sure this, uh, I'm sure this fogey just hates all nuclear everything. I just want to throw it out there that when now we, we're finally starting to crack nuclear fusion and uh, a nuclear fission, uh, I meant to say. And it's a beautiful thing, and we need a root for this technology to expand and grow. But let's continue. This life denial, Eisenberg told, uh, is akin to America's denial of catastrophic climate change. Ellsberg told followers he was, quote, happy to know others had the moral courage to carry on with these causes. The Postwire reports. Now let's scroll down here. Uh, Minerva. He did a brave thing, and history will remember him for it. 91 is a pretty ripe age. I hope he doesn't suffer too much. Exactly. Al Hershen. This man is an American hero. A real American patriot. Agreed. AZ says, One of the first real peek behind the curtains regarding America's involvement in Southeast Asia. Ooh. When the country started realizing how deep the lies were, it was a real bummer. Lol. Yeah, fair. That being said, I'm going to wrap this episode up here. This has been Inside Four Walls. I've been James Madison, and I shall catch y'all later. Deuce. On Sunday, June 13th, 1971, the New York Times published a report that would change history. Their source was Daniel Ellsberg, a military analyst working for the government, and the report 
which would soon become known as the Pentagon Papers, included top secret and incriminating information about the Vietnam War. Between 1967 and 1969, Ellsberg worked on a classified project for the government called United States Vietnam Relations 1945-1967, a study prepared by the Department of Defense. The Pentagon Papers were not a good look for the United States government. Ellsberg research showed that there were many military miscalculations and even flat-out lies told by politicians about U.S. involvement in Vietnam. But why did Ellsberg decide to leak the papers to the New York Times? While working on the project, he realized he no longer supported the Vietnam War and thought it was unwinnable. In October of 1969, concerned that the public was being lied to, he began photocopying the report. He leaked some documents to members of Congress, but none of them went public. So in 1970, Ellsberg leaked portions to the New York Times and the Washington Post. The Pentagon Papers revealed that the government had been involved in Vietnam through several presidencies, unbeknownst to the American people. As early as 1950, the Truman administration gave military aid to France against the Viet Minh. In 1954, President Eisenhower sent aircraft and military assistance to Vietnam. By that time, the U.S. was covering 80% of France's military expenses in Indochina. President Kennedy adopted a policy of broad commitment to the war in Vietnam, even though the American people had been told U.S. involvement would be very limited. Then, President Lyndon B. Johnson waged military operations against North Vietnam. He began planning war in 1964, a full year before the depth of U.S. involvement was revealed to the public. In 1971, when the New York Times broke the story, President Nixon quickly obtained a court injunction from a federal judge in New York, stopping the Times from printing any more articles. He argued that publishing the Pentagon Papers would limit the president's ability to guard national security. The Times adhered to the restraining order, but they filed an appeal. Meanwhile, Catherine Graham, head of the Washington Post, started publishing articles about the Pentagon Papers instead. Nixon tried to stop the post as well, but unlike the judge in New York, the DC judge refused to issue an injunction. This allowed the post to continue publishing about the secret report. The inconsistency between the post and times cases quickly brought both papers to trial in the Supreme Court. The court decided that under the freedom of press, the government did not have a strong enough case to censor the press. Nixon lost the fight and the articles were printed. Ellsberg was still indicted under the Espionage Act for leaking government secrets. He could have been sentenced to 115 years in prison, but the charges were dropped after evidence of governmental misconduct came to light. Although the Pentagon Papers did not include any details on Nixon's conduct in Vietnam, the president was embarrassed by the publications. He subsequently sought to discredit Ellsberg by using a team he called plumbers. They broke into Ellsberg's psychiatrist's office to try to uncover embarrassing or harmful information that might make Ellsberg look bad. This was the same group of burglars who'd become famous for their role in the Watergate scandal. It didn't work. Ellsberg was free, and together with the New York Times, set a new precedent for the press, a responsibility to tell the truth, even if it means publishing classic- I listen to your comments, my friends, and some of you are not happy with the comments that I've made about Jack Teixeira, where I have called him an American hero. American heroes are those who are willing to risk their lives, liberty, and property for the truth. And that's what Jack Teixeira did. Listen, I don't know if he acted alone, and I don't know if he's got a screw loose, but he revealed a truth that you are entitled to know. Your government is fighting a war and killing people and lying about it. 
And your right to know that is a higher moral good than the government's right to keep that secret. Which is more harmful to the American public, a national guardsman who reveals a painful truth or a government whose senior officials lie under oath to Congress about a war it doesn't want the public to know it's fighting? That's not even a close call. And I would encourage truth seekers all over the world to tell us what they know is the truth. How can you decide who to vote for? if you believe government lies? And how will you even know that the government is lying if you don't have the document in front of you to prove it? You can bet we're gonna be looking very carefully about at this Ukraine leak scandal because, you know, he's been, he's gonna be prosecuted, but, you know, he's innocent until proven guilty. And um, even if he's potentially guilty, we should be asking, uh, whether there's, uh, he's being prosecuted in a way that others were not and should have been. Can you say Hillary, for example? Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and let's talk about this Pentagon leak. What is it? What does it say? Biden's response to it, and the brave young man who was arrested for leaking this out. We'll get into all this and more. Uh, we might have a couple uploads about this topic today. It's kind of broad, and there's a lot that's come out of it very recently. And we'll get into that too. Uh, TLDR, the document showed that Joe Biden has been lying to you the entire time. And this war is not as in the bag as the Biden administration and the state wants you to believe. But we'll get into that. Biden, not concerned over Pentagon leaks. And we'll get into newer articles, by the way. This is just to get you Biden's response. <clears throat> not concerned over Pentagon leaks, but cybersecurity's experts say the response raises red flags. Let's get into it. I can't right now. There's a full-blown investigation going on, as you know, with the intelligence community and the Justice Department, and we're getting close. We don't. I don't have an answer. How concerned are you about the fleet? Are you concerned about the? By the way, this is the guy who's in charge of Ireland. If you had to guess which country this guy was the leader of, wouldn't you think the leprechaun was in charge of Ireland? Concerned about the leakages, and I'm concerned that it happens. But there's nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of that is of good consequences. Are you concerned about relationships? Okay. Right. Moving on. Article is by Caitlin Dornbos. Though President Biden said Thursday he was not concerned about the intelligence leaked. In 
the recent online dump of classified Pentagon documents. Law enforcement and cybersecurity experts say such a breach could force a security policy reckoning. Quote, I am not concerned about these leaks because... Sorry. I'm concerned about... I'm, I'm concerned that it happened. But there's nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of that is of great consequence right now. Biden told reporters in Ireland, Ireland, on Thursday, hours before the 21-year-old Air National Guardsman Jack uh, Texiera was arrested and accused of sharing sensitive information with his gamer friends since late last year. Experts say the document dump, which illegally exposed future war plans and critical U.S. intelligence potentially endangering thousands of Ukrainian lives is the most significant and public and public unauthorized Pentagon disclosure since 2010, when nearly 400,000 Army field reports dated from 2004 to 20, uh, 2009 were posted to WikiLeaks. I said earlier, upload, this guy is the new Snowden. He's the new Julian Assange. Differences? They got him. Julian Assange and Snowden, they made their escape. This guy? Mm-mm. Nope. In the scandal dubbed the Iraqi War Logs, quote, I do not understand how the president could be not concerned about the specific leak in intelligence that ties specifically to the Ukraine war, cybersecurity expert Scott Scober told the Post. So far, it seems that the sheer volume of classified data leak was much smaller than the WikiLeak case. But the fact that some of this data is tied to military satellite information and human, uh, human intelligence is certainly a national security concern that should not be taken lightly. Well, I mean, I agree. I get the sentiment. But the Pentagon gets hacked all the time. I'll leave a, a couple links to different YouTube videos in the description below if you want to know more. But this is just one of tons of different stories right here. Uh, in 2000, a 15-year-old computer hacker caused a 21-day shutdown of NASA computers that support the International Space Station and invaded a Pentagon weapons computer system to intercept 3,300 emails, steal passwords, and cruise around like an employee. Like, this happens all the fucking time. Like, this is not an uncommon experience. But they're going to act like this is a new story when, no, nothing about this leak is new. I mean, the information came out is new, yes. But the fact that the Pentagon got hacked, oh, no, this is unheard of. Blow it out your ass, you fucking liar. It happens yearly, all the fucking time. By the way, I like how we can find this guy, and we'll get into how they found him. Because uh, they use all kinds of illegal shit to find him. But we'll get into that. I like how they can find him, but they couldn't find out that Elizabeth Warren's chauffeur was a Chinese spy. Uh, Eric Swalwell was fucking a spy. There have been Chinese spies in the Secret Service. There have been Chinese spies in all branches of the federal government. I'm just finding it very funny we were able to track this guy down so quickly. But actual Chinese spies? No. People leaking information to China? No, don't worry about them. Fools. Investigators say Taxera uploaded dozens of pages of secret information to Discord 
an online social network where he led a channel of around two dozen hardcore fans of a YouTube creator known as Oxide. Hmm. Quote, the online group used the title Thug Shaker Central. I like that. It's almost as good as Four Doors More Whores. Four Doors for More Whores. Uh, which was compromise, uh, comprised of more than 20 young men that were into video games, guns, and military gear. Ooh. This guy was also in the service. This guy was actively a service, like, on-duty service member. So, uh, I'd imagine they'd probably talk about guns. You know, no shit. Schober said, quote, Much of the shared information within the group appears racist in nature and used for bragging rights. Okay. So they used, uh, they, they talk like gamers? Is that the, is that the, did they say nig word? Did they say that? Did they say nig word too many times? Oh, damn. If you knew the shit I was saying on Xbox Live back in the day, like Halo 3 era, bro, bro, get fucking real. And when I got a PlayStation and I was playing Unreal Tournament online with a headset, motherfucker, I was saying some shit, like some get tried for like wars against, like crimes against humanity type shit. And the amount of moms I threatened to show up and fuck. And the amount of people I threatened to turn to my stepkids. Like, come on. Release, if you already got the information, what, what, what is this? Seems to be very racist in nature. Like, what? What did he say? Did a bunch of white people call each other nig words? Is that what happened? Bunch of wiggas talking like wiggas? Is that what happened? And, and you're all butthurt about it? What? They will call somebody who has two pistols and three clips, which hold about 16 rounds in it, uh, they'll, they'll call that a small arsenal. So I really am fucking skeptical and dubious as all fucking hell about what you would call, you know, seems to be very racist in nature, and they talk about a lot of guns. Yeah, did they? Hmm. Okay, buddy. Uh... Biden's public nonchalant could be a strategic response to downplay the international embarrassment of the world's most advanced military allegedly being victimized by a 21-year-old 20, bragging to friends online. I notice you're not mentioning anything about him being actively in the service right now, but Scober said the disclosure of highly sensitive, sensitive war documents is very much concerning. Quote, just the fact that the U.S. classified information was leaked could potentially lessen the flow of future classified intelligence sharing for fear of being leaked, he said. Meanwhile, James O'Keefe has people inside the federal government, and he's just going, ha, 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 wait till you find out what I have. Quote, downplaying the seri uh, seriousness might be a smart political move in the short term, but it sends the wrong message to the U.S. allies that will uh, reverberate far beyond this current administration. No, no, a, a lot of world leaders are kind of just chalking everything up to this current administration being ran by this guy and the absolute diversity clown show behind the scenes. Texera, or Texiera, who held the third lowest, there we go, third lowest rank in the air, oh, by the way, third lowest rank. Downplay it all you want, it's still a rank, bitch ranking the Air Force, had been in the Air National Guard for fewer than four years. Hey, you got that GI benefits. Mm -hmm. 
but he had held a top-secret security clearance since 2021 for his work as a cyber as a cyber transport system journeyman. God, he sounds like Snowden already, doesn't he? The service's frontline technicians, who keep up uh, keep up the uh, infrastructure of the military's most advanced cyber networks, used to securely send and receive highly sensitive information. Quote, the level of access that, that a 21-year-old airman had is surprising to me, Scober said. He had top security clearance, including access to secure uh, compartment information facilities, which are secure, uh, secured rooms for U.S. military, intelligence, and national security personnel to process sensitive classified information without the fear of it being copied or intercepted or surveilled. A luxury that no American has because of the federal government, mind you. Pentagon spokesperson Air Force Bragg General Pat Ryder, Mark Milley's biggest dick rider, next to Kirby actually, tried to explain the situation Thursday, saying some service members require security clearance as soon as they join the military. Taxera joined the Air National Guard in September 2019 and received his security clearance just two years later. Thanks, I couldn't do the math myself. Quote, we entrusted our members... We entrust our members with a lot of responsibility at a very early age, Ryder told reporters, quote, Think about a young uh, combat platoon sergeant and the responsibility and trust we put into those individuals to lead troops into combat. That's just one example across the board. But while Texera's work required him to have access to secure communication networks to work on their infrastructure, he did not have the need-to-know requirement to read the documents in his low-ranking position. Quote, Texera was an IT tech expert who was uh, provided a high-level security clearance, Gober said. However, he was not authorized to receive classified national defense information. Well, to be real, it seems like the only classified documents in D.C. that are secure are the Epstein flight logs. I'm just saying. That seems to be the only secure thing in this fucking place. Is the Epstein fucking flight logs and client lists. Seems the only thing actually protected by this government and hidden as a classified document. Ah. <sighs> Another concern, Texera allegedly began publishing classified information to Discord in late December, months before the Pentagon detected a major security breach, meaning the Pentagon should examine whether their, con- whether their current threat detection uh, practices are doing the job, Scober said. Quote, Authorities should have detected this threat and acted much sooner. He said, noting the federal agencies have detected tools and policies meant to identify and report such breaches. Ryder on Thursday downplayed the significance of the Pentagon's oh, so sorry, inability to swiftly identify the leak. Ow. Noting that it's, quote, important to remember the DOD's intelligence activities are primarily focused on international, uh, are pre, are primarily focused internationally, not on insider threats. Seems like a bit of a oversight, doesn't it? Quote, To the extent that the department collects any information related to U.S. persons, for example, or gaming chat rooms, it would have to uh, be conducted in accordance with the law and policy. <laughs> well, speaking of which, right? And in a manner that protects privacy and civil liberties, Ryder said. 
How much of this do you want? I almost wonder. Some of that made me hesitant to think this guy is actually the leaker. Was they just passed the Restrict Act, right? This is a perfect excuse to start spying on people, right? You know what I mean? Oh no, this guy sold all our shit. Oh man, we better fucking spy on Discord forever. Restrict, restrict act. But, you know what? Seems like it's legit. But defense and security... I knew the documents were legit when I read what was, when I was reading what was in them. Talking about, like, how there's far more casualties on Ukraine's side. How there are active U.S. troops fighting in Ukraine. Things we've all talked about here. And it's like, oh, well, that, there it is. I knew this had to be real based on what the information was. And sure enough, uh, Russia came out and said... This may be Ukraine's doing. Ukraine said, this may be Russia's doing. America said, no one did anything. These documents don't exist. And we'll arrest you if you ask about it. They never ended up actually doing that, but I'm just saying, it's kind of fun. But Defense Secretary experts say America, uh, Americans deserve an explanation for how such a consequential leak could have occurred under the Pentagon's nose. Quote, there are anomaly detection methods for authorized and unauthorized user access, and their alerts should have went off, said Scober. Perhaps they did and were not noticed. This will need to be carefully investigated. The DoD is now probing how the leak occurred and how it went unnoticed, but officials have so far said little on what they believe happened. Images of elite documents indicate that Texera printed out and took photos of the papers to share them with the world. But anywhere the airmen would have been allowed uh, allowed to access the top-secret documents should have been in a secure room, Scober said. Quote, there is a strict no-wireless uh, policy for SC. IF, but he allegedly obtained classified military documents, which is a crime in and itself, and then posted them on the internet for anyone to see, added Schober, Schober, whose cybersecurity technology company builds wireless threat detection tools to ensure no communications can take place uh, inside secure rooms. While Ryder said a Pentagon team is reviewing the incident to see whether anything should cha- uh, anything should be changed to prevent future leaks. No, absolutely not. It's all fine and hunky-dory, clearly. <laughs> Clowns. He also printed, uh, painted the DoD as a victim in the case. I'll blow it out your fucking ass, clown. Quote, we are reviewing distribution lists and looking at... Who has ne- who has a need to know? Making sure those things are updated, doing due diligence in the wake of these unauthorized disclosures, Dick Ryder said. Quote, Though I want to emphasize that this was a deliberate criminal act to violate those guidelines and rules, in the same way that if you left your house and followed your procedures and locked. Wait, what? left your house and followed your procedures and locked your door, but somebody went in your house and took something and put it out on the street. It's a terrible metaphor, and it's written fucking abysmally. So it's like, so I'm, I guess he meant to say there's a typo in here, I'm going to assume he meant to say, it's like leaving your house unlocked, and then somebody came in and took something out of your house and put it on the street. 
So they didn't technically steal it, right? They just kind of removed it so everyone could see what you had in your house. So hypothetically speaking, let's say you had a body hidden in your house. And this guy knew you had a body in your house. So he saw you didn't lock your door. He ran in, grabbed the fucking murdered victim you had, the corpse of this person, and dragged it out onto the lawn. Everybody now sees this corpse you had hidden, this big, dirty secret, this literal skeleton in your closet, right? And now you're mad about it. So fuck you and your shitty metaphor. Let's see the first three comments. Jay, not me, bud. Biden is concerned because he knows he is not the one in charge, which should be all, which should be a concern to all of the U.S. Because who is in charge? George Soros has been uh, to the White House fourteen times. That is a fact. Since Biden's been elect- been in office, George Soros has been to the White House fourteen times. That is uh, that is a fact. Foreign governments probably obtained a lot more secret information than this every day. The only leaks Biden has to be concerned about are those which occur in his depends. Robert Moore, that was really funny. I like it. Let's move on. Moving on to the second to last article. Pentagon doc leaker found reading on his patio moments for arrest. Feds feared armed standoff. Now let's get into the arrest. FBI agents had been surveilling Texera for at least a couple of days before his arrest, but feared an armed confrontation with Texera. By Robert Wickwell Cruz, a... What's this? We have a number of these propaganda accounts that push... Ah, moving on. A member of the Massachusetts National Guard, 21-year-old... Jacks. So, National Guard, Air Force. This man's in quite a few hats right now, ain't he? 21-year-old Jack Texera, Texera, suspected of leaking classified U.S. military intelligence on Ukraine, was arrested by the FBI on Thursday, with video footage showing Texera calmly reading a book on his porch as armored vehicles crawled up his driveway. Kind of just like how, uh, you know, Dread Pirate Roberts was minding his business in the library. And they had to come up and start a whole scene. Motherfuckers just mind their own business. Real chads who you reading, you know? FBI agents had been surveilling Texera for at least a couple of days before his arrest, but feared an armed confrontation with Texera, according to the Daily Mail. Look back to that clip. Journalists had been infiltrating niche internet groups and interviewing members in the hopes of identifying the leaker. The FBI did not want to make premature make a premature move, though, and hoped to arrest him when he went to work at the military base where he was assigned. But he did not show up for work that day. Right here, from ABC News, Shills. Breaking Attorney General Gar- uh, Garland announces the arrest of Jack Texera in connection with the investigation to alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information. Today, the Justice Department arrested Jack Douglas Teixeira in connection with an investigation into alleged... How's that pronounced? How's that pronounced? Texera? Jack Douglas Teixeira in connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information. Teixeira is an employee of the United States Air Force National Guard. FBI agents took Teixeira into custody earlier this afternoon without incident. He will have an initial appearance at the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts. I want to thank the FBI, Justice Department prosecutors, and our colleagues at the Department of Defense 
for their diligent work on this case. This investigation is ongoing. We will share more information at the appropriate time. Thanks, sir. Today, moving on. Moments after New York Times reported, a uh, reporter showed up at Texera's front door uh, to try to speak to him. FBI agents moved in and arrested him. Oh, of course, the media set it all off. Texera had a long-standing uh, fascination with the military, and his social media posts indicate he owned a number of weapons. Ooh, a an American citizen with no criminal record owned a gun. Actually, he owned quite a few guns. Ooh, get fucked. Really, I don't care. I don't care if he had the world's largest arsenal. If we're going off what we have to go with here, leading up to everything before this, you know, heroic, courage-filled leak of documents, he was a completely law-abiding citizen who wanted to serve his country. Why shouldn't he own guns? You guys can sit here and fearmonger and paint it as a all you want. I don't give a fuck. It means nothing to me. With weapons. Fuck off. Helicopter footage shows Jack Texera, the suspect allegedly connected to the leak of classified documents being taken into custody by federal agents in Massachusetts right before AG Mayor Garland announces his arrest. Right here. It seems to not have any audio. Ugh, poor guy. God damn, I mean, he's just one dude. Like, what did they, like, how, again, they expected a shoot-off, but Jesus Christ, really? That's a lot of dudes for one guy. I wonder what the cost of this arrest was. Okay. All right, moving on. If convicted, he could face up to 10 years in prison of imprisonment, even if he did not intend to cause harm, the Daily Mail reports. According to the Daily Mail, Texera made a final call to his gamer friends before he was arrested saying, guys, it's been good. It's been good. I love you all. Famous last words. Texera told fellow gamers last week, quote, I never wanted, never wanted to get like this. I prayed to God that this would never happen. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. Only God can decide what happens from now on. Hey, you're absolutely right, my brother. Hey. Texera's arrest comes after President Joe Biden said investigators were, quote, getting closer. I'm sure he was sniffing out the trail. To find out the source of the leaks, the intelligence could in uh, the intelligence included in the file uh, the intelligence included in the files has included information suggesting Ukraine will soon run out of artillery and potentially risking U.S. intelligence sources <laughs> sources around the world. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley's sec- uh, third largest cockrider. 
warned that rules on access to classified documents could be tightened as a result of the leak. Jeez, now you think that might be a good idea? He said he would, quote, not hesitate to take any additional measure necessary to safeguard our nation's secrets. Look, we don't want anyone to spoil our surprise we have. We want to blow up little brown kids, and if the little brown kids knew what our plans was, well, we just wouldn't get to enjoy the delightful little surprise expressions on their faces. They get a summer body. By summer body, I mean somewhere over here, somewhere over there, somewhere over there, somewhere up there, somewhere down here, and some of them are in my manwich. So they just want spoiler alerts, you know? If, if people knew it was going to come their way, you know, like, if uh, Alemani knew that Obama, Obama was getting ready to drone strike his ass into, into the next life, I mean, he probably wouldn't have been in that non-hostile environment at a cafe enjoying lunch. Thanks, Obama. Never forget, Amir al Obama killed an American citizen. The intelligence included files that included in Lord Austin rules. In response to the arrest, Republican Congressman Mike Turner, who chairs the House Intelligence Committee, vowed to, quote, examine why this happened, why it went unnoticed for weeks, Pentagon spokesperson Brigadier General Pat Ryder, Dick Ryder, went further calling the leak of classified information a deliberate criminal act. Cry harder, you bitch. Now let's hop over this. Tonight, for the past 14 months, you have ter- heard two main things about the war in Ukraine. The first is that the war... War in Ukraine is a war of national sovereignty. It is not a proxy battle between superpowers. Russia invaded Ukraine. That was immoral. The United States supports Ukraine because the United States supports democracy. But the United States itself is not at war with Russia. This is Ukraine's war to fight. The second thing we have heard over and over again is that Ukraine is winning that war. Ukrainian troops are brave and noble. Russian troops are evil and incompetent. The Ukrainians are beating the Russians. In the end, their victory is inevitable. Now, you're very familiar with these points because you have heard them every day since last February. You've heard them repeated by every power center in the United States, the Pentagon, the White House, the leaders of both parties in Congress, CEOs, and celebrities. And most insistently of all, you've heard them from virtually every single outlet along the entire spectrum of our national news media. These are the two essential themes of the war in Ukraine, and both of them are lies. We know that they're lies because late last week, leaked intelligence about the war in Ukraine began to appear on social media. Briefing slides prepared by the U.S. government begin to show up, among other places, on Twitter. And the slides show that this is, in fact, not Ukraine's war. It's our war. The United States is a direct combatant in a war against Russia. As we speak, American soldiers are fighting Russian soldiers. A humble brag, if you've been listening to this podcast since this war in Ukraine kicked off. Well, technically it kicked off in, like, 2011. It's been going ever since. But since, you know, the first within the first few weeks of this whole thing kicking off in the way we've been talking about it, you would have already had all this information before these leaks happened. Also, go watch Jimmy Dore. He's covered this way better than I do. But this is not a regional conflict in Eastern Europe. This is a hot war between the two primary nuclear superpowers on Earth. And yet this war has never been formally declared. It has not been authorized by Congress. And for that reason, this war is a violation of American law. It is a crime. The second thing we learn from these slides is that despite direct U.S. involvement, Ukraine is in fact losing the war. Seven Ukrainians are being killed for every Russian. Ukrainian air defenses have been utterly degraded. Ukraine is losing. The Biden administration is perfectly aware of this. They're panicked about it, but they have lied about this fact to the public. Just two weeks ago, for example, 
Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin told the U.S. Senate that Russian military power is, quote, waning. In other words, Russia is losing the war. That was a lie. He knew it was when he said it, but he repeated it in congressional testimony. That is a crime. But Lloyd Austin has not been arrested for committing that crime. Instead, the only man who has been taken into custody, or likely ever will be, is a 21-year-old Massachusetts Air National Guardsman who leaked the slides that showed that Lloyd Austin was lying. He revealed the crimes, therefore he's the criminal. That's how Washington works. Telling the truth is the only real sin. Thank you, Tucker. Now, our news media exist and have constitutional protection precisely in order to push back against this grotesque standard. Their only job is to tell the truth. And yet tonight, the news media are celebrating the capture of the kid who told Americans what's actually happening in Ukraine. They are treating him like Osama bin Laden. Maybe a little worse, actually, because unlike Al-Qaeda, apparently this kid is a racist. Here's CNN. The Washington Post, as you know, reviewed video of this suspect yelling racial and anti-Semitic slurs. Is this a dangerous person? This uh, uh, air guardsman who's now been taken into custody had talked about being a gun enthusiast, had been at gun ranges. He's obviously a member of the military. And he's the big guy in the scene. Somehow he has access to this kind of information, and that makes him even larger. A person who thinks they know better than everyone else, they're smarter than everyone else in their view. And that this is a 21-year-old man, he's described as a gun enthusiast, um, feels like in some of these descriptions somebody who's maybe hungry for power. So let me just say something right now, a little inside baseball here. So if I was arrested tomorrow, right? Now I say the ter- I say the word cracker and honky, you know, just as much as any other joking phrase in my pot in my show, right? But if I had an episode up where I said cracker, honky, mayonnaise, monkey, vanilla, gorilla, whatever the fuck, all these names, right? And I got arrested. The media would say. He said a lot of really racist things and disparaging things about about a, a, a certain group. It was disgusting. And they would say, well, we can't quote what he said. You don't want to share that hideousness. Because they would say, you know, people just wouldn't care that a white guy said a bunch of racist things about a white guy. And the media would be able to say, oh, we, didn't have, we don't report what he said because, you know, we don't want to promote that. Meanwhile, if it was actually like... A situation where, like, a, let's say, hypothetically, a Trump supporter went insane, said all sorts of really crazy racist shit. They would have every one of those quotes in the actual article without any hesitation whatsoever. Just a little inside baseball with how this shit works. So this 21-year-old Air National Guardsman from Massachusetts is not a whistleblower, CNN explains, with the help of the many intelligence agency figures it is now hired as analysts. No, he's not a whistleblower. He's a criminal. Because he is, unlike the people who run our government, quote, hungry for power. And because this 21-year-old was so hungry for power, federal law enforcement had to swing into action with unfamiliar speed and efficiency and apprehend him. He was that threatening. Now, keep in mind, as of tonight, we still don't know where Jeffrey Epstein got hundreds of millions of dollars. We have no idea. Nor do we know what he did for a living. We don't know who left pipe bombs on Capitol Hill on January 6th. Two of them. We don't know who leaked the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade. We can't even say for certain who killed the president of the United States, because after 60 years, the Biden administration is still hiding thousands of pages of classified documents from the Kennedy assassination, just as they are hiding more than a billion other classified documents. But tonight, we can say for dead certain who embarrassed Toria Newland and Joe Biden, and that kid is going to jail for a long, long time. Tonight, for the past... Yeah, unfortunately. Now, let's hop over here. This is the end of this article. right. Yep. Now I hop over to the last article for this particular upload. New York Times proudly reveals how they found a Pentagon doc leaker before the FBI. 
Oh boy. The three said they noticed the countertops, uh, the countertops in one of Texera's Instagram pages matched the surface which classified documents sat on in one of the f- uh, one of the leaked pictures. Did all the 4chan guys who played Capture the Flag with Charlotte Buff go work for the fucking feds? Is that what happened to them? By Sarah Higgin. Hidden. Hidg- Higdon. Moving on. Do a little refresh, make sure I didn't miss any footage. Okay. Three journalists working for the New York Times were able to track down the alleged leaker of classified documents and make contact with Air National Guardsman Jack Texera before the authorities. In a, uh, in a report from the outlet on Sunday, they showed the steps Air, uh, is it Arik? Arik Toller followed. With the help of Christian Trivert and M- Malaki Brown. Okay. Why do I know that name? To identify Texera after uh, after classified material had surfaced on multiple social media sites, Toller began by searching for where the material was originally posted. Toller was anonymously tipped off. Mm-hmm. That there were that there was similar material on a Discord server, and oh yeah, I'm sure. An online location typically used for those interested in maps for popular video games. For the popular video game Minecraft. Oh, is that what it's most known for? I thought it was most known for content creators and YouTubers to groom miners. Shout out to uh Line Maker Studios. How's it going, buddy? Shout out to EDP. Uh shout out to Fuck the list goes on. Subpyrocynical. <laughs> Typically used for those moving on. Toller was then directed to another server. Wow. Wow, Mao. That had more than 100 of the other images uploaded by user Lucka. After, uh, moving on. After Toller had started live-tweeting his investigation, one member of the Thug Shaker Central, the name of the exclusive Discord channel where the info was posted notified him that the original poster was user uh, was username OG Brown and Travert joined the hunt and began looking uh, at the games the members had played where they found the user uh, username of J Texera right here we have the tweets here there are only it doesn't even look like the little snitch type too. There are only two versions of the same leak or leak. I do quotation. The original had estimated Ukraine losses throughout the war lower than Russian losses and apparently edited the edited one had Ukrainians at a dramatically higher loss count. I, I like how we how none of these people actually know anything about what these documents and like the validity of them. Like we can read them, but we don't know which ones were edited or anything. We just heard that no one from the government has actually said these were really edited. It was just something that was thrown out as like kind of like a propaganda type thing, and it's just being circulated so much. I find it so convenient, personally speaking. Give me one second here. Oh, that's so much better. I had a thing for my foot to say elevated in. Anyway. I find it so interesting that only all the documents say things about Russia being fucked up 
are the ones that aren't edited, but all the ones that seem to show everything we know about Ukraine from being like Nazis to having U.S. troops on the ground, so on and so forth, all that must be edited information. Hmm. Fascinating how that works. And the apparent, uh, apparently edited ones had Ukrainians at dramatically higher loss count. Censorship is pretty silly, as it is everywhere now. Moving on. The three said they noticed the countertops in one of Texera's Instagram pages match the surface in which the classified documents sat in one of the leaked pictures. They spoke to Texera's stepfather, retired Air Force Master Sergeant Thomas Default, who told them, quote, He's not going to communicate with anybody except an attorney at this point. Smart move. Oh, sorry. Later Thursday morning, authorities arrived at the home to arrest 21, the 21-year-old. It was reported previously that authorities had been surveilling him for a couple of days and had hoped to arrest Texera when he went off to work, but failed to show up. Yeah, I find it funny, right? How many shooters in, like, mass, you know, how many mass shooters, for example, just go, let's stick to that, were on the FBI's radar before they actually had anything done about them? 99% of the time, 99.9% of the time, these people end up doing the, the fucking tragedies, mass shootings and whatever the fuck you want to call it, Afterwards, and then the FBI was like, "Oh yeah, we uh, we were following them for a minute, but we just, you know, we just didn't act in time. Darn! But you were so quick with this one. Interesting." Retired Air Force Master Sergeant Thomas Default, who told him point authorities, if you want to be like, "Yeah, well, this is involving government secrets," blah blah blah. Shouldn't they have the same level of consistency though, like across the spectrum for for all these crimes? Like, if it's all of all crime is crime, and will not be, you know, certain crime will not be treated special as opposed to other crime. Well, I hate to tell you, homie, um, then it should all be treated equally. And had hoped to arrest Texera when he went off to work but failed to show up. Authorities had feared an armed standoff because they knew he owned a number of weapons. Like what, though? Texera, an AR-style weapon, probably going to be some shit they start saying, Texera has been accused of leaking classified documents to his friends on their Discord server since last fall. Some of the documents were per, uh, pertaining to troops and supply levels, as well as the levels of the United States' involvement in Ukraine and the Russian war, which is more of a Ukraine-NATO conflict, which is what I've been saying for like a year plus. Or maybe... Maybe not a year, maybe more like nine months, to be fair. Many online have questioned how a 21-year-old of relatively low rank was able to gain access to such high-level material, while the chair of the House Intelligence Committee chairman, Mike Turner, Republican, vowed to examine why this happened and why it went unnoticed for weeks. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So that being said... This has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Manson. Let me know. Let me know below what you think. Is this guy a national hero or a traitor to the country? Let me know what you think of the situation because I'm firmly on the fence that this man is the new Edward Snowden, the new Julian Assange type, and I support him and I will be rooting for his success. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Manson, and I shall catch you guys later. Deuce. Okay, to do something for the likes. You know, that disease that happened to America, that every kid has to do something for the likes, 
I just think our kids are not mature. Well, I think I, they're, they're constantly seeking affirmation. This is because of things like Instagram. It's, it's, it's a like you, put, you post something and people validate you. But so do they, you use national security can I, secrets can for that? Ask? Well, because we have it. The, the a level bit, of bad, bad judgment. Right, but the real scandal is not that he wants to do it. It's kind of old. What? Right now. Sorry? Yeah. <laughs> kids such a are immature. That's why they're kids. Not, not at 21. Not all yes, over the world. 21 year olds are immature. That's why we don't well, let you're them used, drink until you're, they're 21. That's why some of us don't think that 20 year olds or 19 year olds ought to be able to go get AR 15. They can go fight. I think there are they arguments. They can be in the army. Well, I think that's a, a discussion we should have because I think they the more vote. we know about I thought, brains, I thought if you vote, you should be able to have a certain level of maturity. They're deciding whether you should be in Congress or not. Well, I and, I, and by the way, I win those votes. What? And I'm, I win those votes and I'm proud of it. But I, what so I'm saying is... So you just said you win the votes of the immature. Well, but the immature... First off, immaturity is not necessarily an age thing. You can be immature well. But you just into played the adulthood. age card. Yeah. You were like, our argument sucks because we're old, which is no, so. I didn't say that. I that's said getting so boring. And by the way, I'm only 58, just for the record. That's yeah. right. Um, what? I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't, not young. shouldn't we critique each other on the content of our ideas, not on those identity <laughs> politics things? Yes, like, but, you're old. You couldn't possibly have the right idea. But Bill, your whole complaint is that they're young. I mean, if I said that about women or something, that wouldn't be right. But there, your whole complaint is that this person was young. Yeah, but isn't the point? Well, where, isn't my the complaint point is that our young are immature. Right. That compared to other countries and other times in history, we raise very immature people because we coddle them. We give them a sense of entitlement. They don't have to learn anything in school. Yeah, and I mean, there's also, I think, a real ideological valence to the way that the Washington Post, New York Times reported on the identity of Jack, mm -hmm. always foregrounding the fact that he's like, you know, he's right wing ideologically, oh, and he's a yeah. gun enthusiast. He's a racist now. Yeah, posting racist yeah. memes. I mean, listen, I don't know what memes he was posting. Right. It may well be true. But it's also a clear attempt to turn their liberal audience against this man rather than foregrounding the value of the information that he has allowed all of us to access, whether he really intended, which doesn't appear that he did, for this information to get out or not. Um, whether intentionally or accidentally, he's done us all a great service, and, you know, I appreciate it for I Anybody who for puts that. information out there and makes us more informed, that person That's did us a good you. service. And yeah. I think to the public, too. So, look, my heart goes out to the guy just because... Look, 21 years old, your frontal cortex is barely developed. You know, yeah. Obviously, I'm not saying he didn't know what he did was wrong, and obviously he broke his oath and all of that. But, man, it's sad. You know, it's sad when young kids spend their entire lives in jail. So we'll see how it all works out. He, like, th this guy, <laughs> he's going to get executed for <laughs> treason <laughs> because he tried to big dick a bunch of 17-year-olds on a video game Discord. Oh, God. Oh, no, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. A, a gun YouTube oxide Discord. <laughs> but you know what? I, I think this guy is a hero of the Zoomer generation. Like, I support him. Fuck Bellingcat. Fuck those snitches at the New York Times. This yeah. Guy, none, none of this intelligence he leaked is going to hurt anyone. It doesn't Who gives matter. A shit? Who gives a shit? The fact that he was a gamer. That's one of their favorite. Yes, it is. Dangerous groups. Well, you, you understand. I mean, assuming the whole thing isn't a fake op of some kind. And yeah. The, 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 like, a gamer who likes memes is like a Taliban in their world. Oh, yes. So the, in their minds, they're hunting down a uh, like a January 6th terrorist kind of person.
Right. So that's why... Well, the fact that they know, even think January 6th people are actual terrorists just goes to show you how crazy they they've are. They've been building this up for... That whole Gamergate nonsense was with the start of this, and all those people moved up into other jobs, and they still think of it as like they're 9-11 to this day. I know. And they're eternally trying to prove how racist all the... Well, they're going to... Yeah. So they a lot of black people are under the impression that cops are killing black people every day for no reason whatsoever when really the biggest threat to a black person is another black person. In Chicago, a toddler is now the latest victim of the city's deadly surge in gun violence. 12% of the country is black, committing almost 50% of the homicides. 7,000 homicides last year of black people, almost half of the total. If a black person walks out of their house, the odds are thousands to one that they're going to be killed by another black person before they're killed by a cop. Cops are actually 18 and a half times more likely to be killed by a black male than an unarmed black male is to be killed by a cop. Especially to my family, I love. 85 to 95% of interracial crimes and violence were black on white. Five people face possible murder charges after police say they attacked this woman, then set her on fire. Every single indicator of murder, rape, robbery, they're all going in their own direction. The video clearly shows four guys walking up to Mason and attacking. He never lets go of his groceries as they take turns kicking and punching him on the ground. He comes up to me, kicks me in the face, and screams Black Lives Matter. The media spends a seemingly endless amount of time telling white people... This is what community looks like! This is what community looks like! Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Masson, and welcome back, as I just said. Don't know why I felt the need to repeat that. Two teens shot, injured, as rioting continues in Chicago for three nights straight. But I thought since they got rid of Lori Lightfoot, things were going to be a bit different around these parts. Nah, no. Like I told you. More like new management. You know what I mean? We have a couple articles to get into today, so let's get into it. This is more of a social decay segment, if it's anything else. But yeah, rioting. I've been saying for a while, 2016 energy is coming back, and with that, the downside of 2016 energy. Mass rioting across the country. Then again, that's like the one element that's never really left. 
This article is by Sarah Higgin, or Higgin. CPD, Chicago Police Department, reported that they had arrested 15 people near Millennium Park, 9 adults and 6 juveniles. Yo, free this boy. Anyway, on Saturday, two teens were shot as a mob of young people rioted on North Michigan Avenue in Chicago, according to the Chicago Police uh, Department. Both the victims were boys. One 16-year-old was shot in the arm and one 17-year-old was shot in the leg. Both were transported to Northwestern Memorial Hospital by Chicago Fire Department. Man, they're this close to ending up on some t-shirts. Video shows hundreds of people causing chaos in downtown Chicago by jumping on vehicles, including CTA buses. Assaulting motorists and getting into fights, according to Chicago Police Department CPD. Someone fired shots around 9 p.m. as a crowd was gathered on Washington Street near North Michigan Avenue. CPD reported that they had arrested 15 people near Millennium Park. Nine adults, six juvenile CPD, said most of the charges were for reckless conduct, but one 16-year-old was charged with unlawful use of a weapon. Oh, it gets way worse than from here. Uh, Andy No. Who's like the uh, he's like the editor in chief at large for the Post Malone, I believe is his official compa- uh, capacity there. On Saturday evening, mobs of youths rioted on Michigan Ave in Chicago before shooting broke out. Turn up the audio, make sure the brightness is up. Two youths were shot and transported to the hospital. Where them white people at? I thought uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here wondering. I, I thought uh, I thought white people were a big risk to black people. It seems like it's a crowd of black people who are being dangerous to themselves. Just an observation. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty. Like, like there's always there's always white people in the crowds on the rise. There's usually in the black block side side of things. Sorry, this one right here got me. <laughs> we'll fuck a look at the dude from uh, Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs. Moving on. The rioting by youths. Youths. Went on for four hours on Saturday. Sorry about that. I live by an air base. Uh, for hours on Saturday night in Chicago. According to local CWB, Saturday's incident was the third consecutive night Youth were out causing trouble in the downtown area. On Thursday evening, a large group gathered in Millennium Park where a 16-year-old girl was injured as a fight broke out. On Friday night, a 14-year-old boy was shot around the thir- around 31st Street Beach. There's no beaches anywhere over there, so it's a weird street name. Friday and Saturday's crowds were reported to have formed as a result of the investigations being sent over, uh, as a result of invitations being sent out over social media. Videos of the night's events circulated across Twitter on Sunday. Yeah, see, there's a blooper that I'll have it in at the end of this episode. I forgot to mention at the beginning of this. Yeah, this is just spontaneous. It just kind of happened. Crowds of violent youths. And kids just started roaming the streets of Chicago, flipping over shit, attacking people. It's a little wild. Same clip we saw. Any new footage or just the same footage? It's just the same footage. Uh, 
Raw's alerts posted one video that shows a significant police response in the area. The massive size of the crowd as one part showed the moment gunfire rang out. Just question. There needs to be an investigation to where this invitation came out from. I wonder if it could ever be linked to George Soros in any way or any of these like act blue type crowds that always fundraise and seem to be behind the organization of all these violent activist groups and just like sudden spontaneous outbursts of this type of bullshit. But I've talked about this before. A big thing they do is they recruit on uh, on uh, Craigslist. You go on Craigslist right now, like, lead them to a politician, download, download the Craigslist app, and just go scrolling through all the postings. Whatever whatever it is, there will be some uh, demo, uh, Democrat op job waiting for you to enroll. And it will be, like, street activist. Shit like that. I swear to God, go go check it out sometime. Right here, there's, uh, over here, at Raw's Alerts. Breaking chaotic scene unfolds in downtown Chicago as teenagers vandalize cars and gunfire erupts. I mean, it is Chicago. There is currently a significant police response taking place in downtown Chicago due to a large group of teenagers causing chaos. They have been. They have been. Okay. Neat. That's their crowd, not mine. I have a dream. That you motherfuckers will not burn down American cities. <laughs> oh. Uh, a strong 75 IQ holder just pulled out the blicky and everybody ran real quickly. Yeah, yeah, skipped my loo, copy. This is America. Oh, don't catch you slipping. Uh, uh. Wait, hold on. Was my man? Um, I, this is so irrelevant. But hold on. Was he wearing a fucking bait hoodie? Did I see it? Did I fucking see it? Hold on. I did. Motherfucker, dude. Look. There's some things from 2016 that don't need to come back. A fucking bape hoodie? Go fuck yourself. Supreme chump. Actually, Supreme Patty popped up in my recommendations recently. I was like, Supreme Patty still exists? I don't know. This looks a lot like uh, Washington, D.C. in 2020 and uh, like early parts of 2021. It's like not that far off looking. I want to be there with my camera. That's all I'm thinking right now. I was like, man, I could get, get, if I could get a car, get a ride, I could go down there and film shit right now. But my foot's broken. Oh, well. Alderman of Chicago's 15th Ward, Raymond Lopez, oh boy, tweeted a video and said, quote, This was Chicago last night. Save, uh, save the excuses and uh, rationalizations. Unless you want this to be a norm. Uh, dude, it already is a norm in Chicago. I don't know what to tell you. Held them and their parents accountable. Hold them and their parents accountable. Right here. That's the end of this article. Now let's hop over here. Shocking moment. Group of jeering youngsters attack women in Chicago on the same night. They torch cars and rampaged. Organized on... Uh, Sorry, let me restart that because I had a stroke mid-fucking way. Shocking moment. Group of jeering youngsters attacks women in Chicago. 
On the same night, they torch cars in Rampage organized on social media as outgoing Mayor Lori Lightfoot insists Carnage wasn't mayhem. Oh, is that what that was? Let me just uh, do this. So thank you and, and thank everyone so much. Um, I feel a lot of love in this room as I felt every step of the way on this journey. Uh, I've called Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis uh, to congratulate them on their victories. No, that's just her fucking defeat speech. Eh, fuck it. Uh, to the Let the good times roll. We were fierce competitors in these last few months, um, but I will be rooting and praying for our next mayor to deliver uh, for the people of the city for years to come. Thank you. All right, moving on. Footage shows a horde of teenagers descending upon then br- uh, descending upon and then brutally attacking a woman who looks to be trying to enter her apartment. The violence was part of a teen takeover of the Loop in Chicago. Really? Okay. On Chicago on on a, on Saturday night, which quickly turned violent. The criminal destructive, uh, the criminally destructive teens jumped on city buses, destroyed cars, and shot one another. So, self-solving problem. As the Chicago police struggled to get the situation under control, Sophie Mann. See, here's the thing: I'm all down for the defund the police argument, but at the same time, you gotta up that Second Amendment to go with it. You can't just defund the police. You gotta have that. You gotta have uh, citizens with guns so they can protect themselves. Chicago. If you're a law-abiding citizen, you cannot get a gun. It's so hard for you to get a gun. But if you're a criminal, fuck, it's as easy as it is in all 50 states, baby. It's the land of the G, bro. A terrified woman was filmed screaming as she was set on by a group of youngsters. Were you British writing this? During an orgy. An orgy of violence. That's how I'm going to describe this now. It was an orgy of violence, guys. Which outgoing Mayor Lori Lightfoot has insisted wasn't mayhem. Still singing the same old tune, bitch. The 19-second video shot during Saturday's teen takeover. It's been going on for going on four days now. It's day three still, but going on day four. Uh, showed the group of mostly black teenagers crowding, uh, crowding around a white woman attempting to enter her building before pummeling her and moving on. She could be heard screaming... With fright at the attack, yeah. Well, you know, I'd hope, right? At bare minimum, at least you're, you know, you're trying to get help. Surprise! No one came to help you. Oh yeah, it's Chicago. Get out of these cities. Why are you in these cities? Get out. Like I'm already planning my escape to the country. Like what the fuck are you doing? <sighs> While her captors cackled with laughter, it's unclear what, if any, prompted the attack. She was white. It was a hate crime. I mean, I don't believe in hate crimes, but you want to do that shit. It was absolutely a fucking hate crime. A bunch of rowdy, violent, black teens. Gee, I, I have to guess what their political affiliations must be. Anyway, they set upon a random white woman trying to get into her apartment, and they beat her. She screamed and begged for someone to come save her. And they laughed. They laughed. This crowd... This crowd right here beating a little little uh, little woman to death. Well, they didn't beat her to death, but they fucking beat her within an inch of it. And they just leave her there, cackling and laughing. 
I mean, come on. Do I have to act like these are people? Humans don't do that. I mean, I'm sure some do, but we wouldn't recognize them as human. And, whoa, whoa, you're saying that because... I'm not saying that because they're black. I'm saying it because they had it in them to cackle as they gang-beat a woman who was fleeing, trying to get into her apartment. Well, I knew she was fleeing. Oh, yeah, because I'm sure she was sitting there calmly trying to unlock her door while people ran at her. Right, uh-huh. They set upon her because she was white. They beat her because she was white. And they left her there because she was white. While she begged for mercy, they laughed while they beat her because she was white. These aren't these aren't people. We're not dealing with people right now. We're dealing with actual monsters. And we're dealing with a bunch of fatherless children. That whole song applies right now. But this is... This is Chicago. I mean, you're in Chicago. I hate to say you ask for it, but when you don't leave Chicago and you choose to stay in Chicago, you ask for it. I have family in Rockford. A couple of years ago, that member of mine got caught, uh, got caught up in a relationship with this real fucking sketchy dude. TLDR, she had a pine box and a toe tag. And I wasn't particularly close, but my response was the same. I'm like, you choose, to, not only do you choose to live in well, it's Rockford, but right there in Chicago. Right next to Chicago, basically. You choose to live there. Not only do you choose to live there, you choose to keep your family there. Not only do you choose to keep your family there, you choose to partake in the sketchy lifestyle that's going on around you. With fucking ravenous abandon. Like, you do not care. And then the consequences of those actions caught up to you. Well, I may sound cold, but, I mean, I can look at one and one and see that it gets two. Get out of these fucking cities. Like, this can happen anywhere. Especially right now, if it's like, oh, we just organize a group on Facebook. By the way, um, well, they're saying organize invites sent on social media. What social media does the invitations? Let me just ask you a question. What, what, uh, what social media platform allows you to make groups and invite people into those groups? Like, it's really only, like, one group you can think of right now, right? That's a weird noise. That's my cup. Anyway. Anyway that there yeah just get out of these fucking cities because these these events can be organized anywhere at any city at any point it could be austin texas tomorrow it could be los angeles i mean i, I would say it could be portland but well portland isn't on fire currently there's like five of them they're all on fire and portland washington seattle those motherfuckers been on fire so i uh, the new one of the sun on those fucking fronts but I, I like how uh, how we blame all these other, we blame Twitter for organizing violent riots and shit when it's always Facebook. It's always fucking Facebook. Oh well, she could be heard screaming with fright. I just want this to sink in while her captors cackled with laughter. It's unclear what, if anything, prompted the attack. She was white, which was on the verge of beginning when the camera began to roll. The footage was tagged with the caption, Yay! We get active! <laughs> Yay! We was Kangs and shit! Nah. 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 A Twitter account sharing details of Windy City Crimes wrote that the footage had been included in a sort of a mixtape on social media. Uh That are purporting to be from a large group incident in the city's loop area on Saturday. Now, the loop area refers to this big roundabout kind of area more towards the uh, west side of Chicago. If I'm not mistaken, I might be mistaken. I, again, I'm more familiar with Rockford 
not much with like Chicago and a lot of those other little suburbs. Just Rockford. It's the only part I really know anything about, and I choose to say the fuck away from it. Um, it's a big, met- uh, it's a big metropolitan area, and it's called that because that's where like city trams and buses go through, like stations and everything are along that route. So it's the loop. You can get through the whole city on this one route. Now let's check out this footage. Look at that shit. They crowd her. She looks over right as they grab her. Watch her face right here. This is an older woman, too. This ain't exactly like a young whatever. You know what's really fucked up? Before all this BLM and all these riots and all this shit were going on, race never crossed my fucking mind as a factor. Never really uh, crossed my mind to, to, to make assumptions or judge someone based on that. But then all these riots and then shit like this happens, right? And you see these studies and these polls come out where black people are like, oh, no, it's not okay to be white. It's like 48.9% of black people say it's not okay to be white, Right? And you look at all these riots, you look at all these fucking... And who's always targeted? Now I'm going to leave a link to this video in the description below. And there's a lot of people who... A lot of people, black people we talk to who said, like, nah, it's fine to be white. You know, it's good. It's whatever. Be you, be you. But there is a significant amount. We can pull up some stats uh, stats here in a minute about this very topic. But check this out. Let me know what you think. Agree or disagree with the following statement? It is okay to be white. No, that's not that's not okay. It's terrible to be white. No. No comment. <laughs> yes, it's okay to be white. Yeah. Really don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's okay to be any color. It is okay to be white. Disagree. You disagree? Yes. <laughs> I mean, where are <laughs> that was a that was a hell of a question. <laughs> yeah, because it's okay to be black. It's okay to be orange, it's okay to be pink. Oh, I don't even think that should have to be a question. We live in a really odd time where we have to ask that question, you know. No, y'all got too much. Yeah, y'all got too much. Be white. That's awful. No. Okay, so, so why is why is that? Why is it not okay to be white? Y'all have done, the race of the people, y'all have done too much. I would rather be. And this is probably her daughter, too, right here. Like, just absorbing all this shit. I have a thought about racism, right? Like, it doesn't make much sense to me. I get sexism. I, I, I get sexism. I get where sexism could come from. Racism doesn't really click with... I don't quite get it. And, uh... Crack a lot of jokes about, you know, the Western... The Westernized black people, of course. But you you go to, like, Africa, you, you go to Haiti, you go to, you know, a lot of these, like, real, actual... What they would call the homeland. You know, the fucking Western clown front we got here. But you go to Africa and these like sub these sub uh, countries of Africa and these nations and whatnot. You go talk to these people; they're very conservative, they're very religious, and they have a very low view of Western blacks. And then on top of all that, right? IQs here are like specifically lower than they are in other countries. So it's it's a Western problem of some kind. It, it, it is absolutely a Western problem of some kind because we don't see these problems with whites and blacks in tons of other countries. It's exclusively like a Western front. You know, you go through like the cradle of Earth, which is like I keep referencing Africa, the cradle of Earth, you know, you, the, the, the cradle of all of life. 
and you look at all these different continents and countries in there, you have these, these warring countries and these warring factions, but they've been warring forever. Like, that's just these very small portions we hear a lot about, but overwhelmingly across different countries in Africa, well, more specifically, like, <laughs> very generalizing here because I don't want to get into the minutiae because I don't know how to pronounce half the names of these places, but race isn't that big of a factor to, to anybody. They kind of just function. Like Elon Musk, for example. You know he's African-American, right? Yeah, he's from Africa. He's from Diamond Mind. But that's beside the point. So there's something specifically going wrong with race here. And I don't know what it is. Asians have great education here. White people do all right here. And it, like, it seems to be very based on area you're at. And of course, you know, you have the more blue areas, the more victim mentality seems to exist, and the more red areas, the more hardworking people tend to be. And that just seems to be more of a norm between the two. This is a little bit more of a rant now, apparently. But the thing I don't get about, about racism, right? It doesn't make much sense. Because you, you remove the skin. We, we look the same. There's not, like, a biological difference other than, like, melanin content. That's, a, a, I guess, hair, but that's about it. There's not, like, a physical, like, you take a, a black guy with my same build and physique. That's it. We're just, he's a black guy version of me. That's it. Same build, same strength, same everything. There's nothing different about us other than, than pigment. But now, I, 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 that's why I don't get racism. It seems like a glitch, like an error in programming. I get sexism. Sexism does make sense to me because there is an actual difference there. Men are stronger than women. Men tend to be a lot tougher, you know, a, a lot more durable than women are. Women do all sorts of things that men can't do, and men do all sorts of things women can't do. So there's like the, the that's a difference. I get where sexism could have come from because there's an argument there over like men men have better bodies. Like like we are way more conveniently built. Men have superior forms. We're just not as good to look at as women are. So we win the argument of, like, useful physiques and useful bodies. But when it comes to, like, looking, women win every time. That's not even a competition. Women win the look competition every time. I don't care. There's a certain point of obesity where it doesn't matter anymore. But if you take a 150-pound or, like, let's say a 280-pound dude and a 280-pound woman and you ask me to choose which one I'm going to want to see naked, bro, neither. But <laughs> kidding. A woman every fucking time. Like, you know, I think even gay guys would probably be like, oh, yeah, women bodies just look better. But on every other front, we win that. The battle of the sexes is won by by the patriarchy. Do not worry on that front. But I'm saying I, I, I get where the uh, where sexism come from, because there is a, a significant difference between us there. But when it comes to like race differences, I don't I just don't get that one. It's never quite clicked on me, but then all these riots and these protests start coming out and, 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 you know, these interviews start coming out and then you have these statistics coming out where more and more black people are less okay with more and more white people. It's like, oh, for my health and safety, do I have to start factoring this into my daily life? And like I said, I, I know there are countless black people out there that have zero concerns or zero problems with white people and there's tons of black people out there who agree with my with my view on politics and worldview there's tons of, of black whites asians mexicans and whatever we're all american and we see ourselves as american we don't see ourselves as these individual race groups and, and i get they exist but the ideology has gone so fucking deep that i feel like there should be some element in me that has to be almost accepting these these assumptions just to just to be safe 
Because I remember in 2020, man, you had little, you had people, little red MAGA hat wearers getting executed in the streets for wearing red MAGA hats. You had people getting beaten and jumped, people walking through Washington, D.C., just leaving Trump. Like, you had, uh, hell, man, you had a couple senators who were leaving CPAC in 2021, and they got jumped. Like, you know, it's like, damn, do I have to, like, watch out for myself? Yeah, as a whole... And it's, it's, a little, it's a group of people. Too much good or too much bad? Too much bad. The majority is not. Is like, bottom of the barrel, really. Really. Yeah. And why do you disagree with that? It's just, we're, it's the whole privilege thing. It's just, you know, time to give it to other people. It is okay to be white. Are you guys white? I'm white, yeah. Yeah. That's how you guys are. You're white. That's the question. No, no. But, but at the end of the day, yeah, it is. It is okay to be, be like. you, dog. What are you guys' thoughts about people that That's are actually a black guy who's albino, I'm sure. They disagree with that, saying no. When the people say it like that is, I don't know. I think they're racist when they say that. Yeah, yeah. And you got to live and let live, yeah. you know? I think it's better with white and chocolate. And, you know, I think it makes our world, you know, we all have different flavors, just like ice cream. I really like that guy's chain. There's nothing like, much y'all can do, but just got to deal with it. What should I do about that, do you think? Try not to be white. That's all you could do at this point. Is it okay to be Asian? Nah, you don't want to be them either. Mm-mm. Nah. How about how about black? Definitely that. That's it. That's it. It's all you could be. It's the coolest thing to be. I mean, you really after that you talking bottom of the barrel, really. Asian. That's probably worse than being white, ain't it? I feel like it's okay. Yeah. Is it okay to be Asian? Asian? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm Asian. A lot of people that we would speak to, to today would call what you're saying racist. Yeah, I am racist. Are you serious? Or are you? Hundred percent. So you just don't like white people as a whole? No. It's just a matter of color, and color shouldn't come in the way of anything. It seems pretty what fair. Your B shirt. It is very fair, <laughs> and that's how life is supposed to be. You're white, obviously. What can you do to change that? Saying it's not okay to be white. What What can you do to change that? Fund the United Negro College Fund. Leave your inheritance to African American people. You know, like the beach. I'm sure you're just drowning in wealth to leave behind, my man. Is given back the property that was stolen from them, African Americans particularly. But yeah. Are you yourself planning on giving your inheritance to African American people? Do all sorts of that stuff already. Yeah. Why do you think some people are saying no to that question? I don't know. Appreciate That's probably. A personal issue within themselves because it's okay to be whoever you are. Do you hear that within your own life at all or no? No, I no. That's that's weird. I mean, we're all the same, man. We're all, I mean, we might be different colors, but man, we all bleed the same color. We're all equal, man. It's not okay to be white? Yeah, they said that. Yeah. People say that? Yeah. Wow. Um, I think that they're not the judge at the end of the day. God is. And um, if he's okay with you or or myself, then we should also agree. Should we be judging people based on the content of their character yes. and not the color of their skin? No, you need to, the color of skin is very important. By the way, do you agree with her? Yes, she does. I have a black son. I don't want my son come home with no white woman. At all. He know better. This girl does not agree. I don't think this girl actually agrees. That look, that was like, damn, that was a little far. Yes! How old's your son? 21. And he's not allowed to date. Not he could date who he want, but they can't come in my house, and I'm not gonna have no parts of it. I don't want no mixed babies. I want a black baby grandchild. I think this That's black chick has learned a lot. All right, women. everyone, let's take a quick moment to talk about today's. Let's not. Yeah. 
kind of just want to see more interviews with these people. Is that correct? Yeah. Only 53% of black Americans said yes to that poll. Does that surprise there you? you? Okay. No. So I was off, right? I said like, it was like 48% said that it wasn't okay to be white. Okay. So 53% said it was okay. Right, kind of in the ballpark. I was kind of in the ballpark. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, really, it does. Black because people are really racist. Is that okay? Yeah. Why do you guys think that is? Because that's obviously problematic. Oh, maybe, maybe they're thinking about like a mind state instead of the. Fuck this guy's so outfit. So maybe just maybe just. Uh, white mindset. Well, if you would have asked. <laughs> Hold up. Because that's obviously problematic. Based. Is that okay? Yeah. This guy said he goes. It has something to do with that white mindset. She goes. The fuck's a white mindset? Why do Love you guys that. think that is? Because that's obviously problematic. Oh, man. Maybe they think about like a mind state instead of the color. So maybe just, maybe just, uh. White mindset. <laughs> well, if you would have asked me if it's okay to be black, it's like the same thing. Yeah, I mean, why would it not be? I mean, it's just like, it's like, kind of saying like it's okay to be black. Like, it's, it's the same exact same thing. thing. Exactly. Yeah. But I feel like it's not okay to be racist. It is okay to be racist. Uncle Ruckus. But That's Auntie white Ruckus. have made it where it's so easy to be racist. White people has get, put that foundation down, and it's just normal. Are you scared of me? <laughs> From my so, perspective, that shouldn't even be a question. It's, it's a, it's a dumb fact, question. The fact, the fact that you're asking that says a lot about the fact that you got to ask that as a question. The, the fact that that was it's a question in the poll in, in itself is a concern. Do you think that viewpoint of, you know, it is not okay to be white, don't you think that's kind of a genocidal viewpoint? Like, I mean, like what what do they do? They can't do anything about the. You can't change this. You cannot change who you are. You cannot change. You, you can't can. change your skin color. You can kind you of change who you are. You can't change. That's what I'm saying. You can't change your skin color for sure. You can't do that. So what do white people do about that? But you, your perspective of how people look and treat others, that's what I feel. I think everyone can work on that. Oh, yeah, okay. I agree. Is it racist to say that uh, it is not All right. That kind of seems like the end of uh, seems like the end of the interviews with those people. Moving on. Actually, real quick. You know what? No, we'll 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 go. This episode's running a little bit longer. Maybe I'll make a little episode out of that argument exclusively. But I thought it might be kind of important to. I was thinking of that interview. It's a really good interview. I'm like, you know what? This guy actually gets a pretty decent mix of opinions on this topic. So play a part of it, but focus on that one woman mostly. <clears throat> Sorry. More footage from the evening of chaos showed some teenagers jumping on top of a bus while others started a massive brawl after descending on Millennium Park and attempting to breach barricades. Gunshots rang out with rounds striking two teenage boys aged 16 and 17 who reported to be in stable condition as of Sunday. Cars were also left vandalized near East Washington Street in the Windy City, including a Tesla, which <laughs> which was seized and torched. Well, to be fair, that could have just been the battery. That man had nothing to do with them. The situation began Saturday, when a crowd of more than 100 rowdy teenagers turned violent as dozens torched and smashed cars, while barring while blaring music in total 15 people were arrested including nine adults and six children 
See, now these are the six kids who should have been at school, uh, on who should have been at school in Nashville. I'm kidding. Police were able to control or hamper the damage. Were unable to control or hamper the damage done by the teens, whose numbers may have exceeded a thousand people. Following uh, the chaos wrought upon the upon the downtown Chicago by hordes of teenagers, outgoing Mayor Lori Lightfoot weighed in on the events, telling a local reporter that she thinks calling the weekend scene mayhem is incorrect. Ah, we're just gonna play the clip. We need to read her quotes. Up here instead. Wake up with CBS News Detroit weekday mornings five to. No. I don't appreciate you coming and am trying to ambush me here. We put out a very specific statement. The police department uh, is working with community partners. There's lots of opportunities for us to redirect the young people um, to safe spaces. And, and here's the thing. The vast majority of the young people that came downtown came downtown because it was a great um, weather and an opportunity to enjoy the city. That's absolutely entirely appropriate. Um, there are a few that came with different intentions, and they have, they have and they will be dealt with. Um, but I'm not going to um, use your language, which I think is um, wrong, uh, to say that is man. Um, we have taken steps and we'll take steps to address these teen trends. It's not the first time uh, that we've uh, addressed these issues. But our young people have an opportunity um, and, and a right to enjoy the entirety of our city. But they have to do it in a way that is respectful for people and property. And we did address that um, over the weekend and we will continue to address it. So why did we put some of the um, changes in place last summer regarding uh, weekend curfew, uh, restrictions on unaccompanied minors at uh, Millennium Park? We want people to, our young people to enjoy. Yeah, it seems uh, like it really works. Safely and respectfully. And I would encourage parents, check out the My Shy, My Future app, which shows seven days a week, all over the city, opportunities uh, for young people uh, to take advantage of safe space um, uh, activities uh, with, with uh, caring and supportive adults. A variety of activities uh, do exist, um, and we're going to make sure that we keep um, amplifying those opportunities uh, for young people so they can enjoy the city all over the city. Were you pleased with the police response? All right, I'll leave a link to that in the description below. Brandon Johnson. Oh, we'll get into him soon. He's actually the last article for this upload. Uh, Mayor-elect Johnson's statement on last night's unrest. In no way do I condone the destructive activity we saw in the Loop and Lakefront this weekend. It is unacceptable and has no place in our city. However, it is not constructive to demonize youth. How about rioters, you fuck? Who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. What? There's always white people trying to buy weed. What are you talking about? I'm kidding. But that's absolutely not true at all. There's tons of outreach programs. They just say no to them. Quote, Our city must work together to create a space for youth to gather safely and responsibly under adult guidance and supervision to ensure that every part of our city remains welcome for both residents and visitors. I'm never going back to your fucking dump, bro. Just fucking shove that up. This is one aspect of my comprehensive approach to improve public safety. And make Chicago livable for everyone. Mm. For everyone. 
This is what community looks like. This is what community looks like. Right. Following the night of destruction, Chicago's mayor-elect said the city should not demonize the teenagers who organized the takeover over the weekend. <coughs> Brandon Johnson, 47, said Sunday that he does not condone the destructive activity and that it is unacceptable and has no place in Chicago, but that should not be used as a way to vilify the group. However, it is not constructive to demonize. You already read that one, said Johnson, a progressive Democrat. Johnson, the mayor-elect... And former union organizer, oh, commie fuck, got it. I bet he's a trained Marxist. Uh, who called for new taxes and more social programs in Chicago. Well, never mind, he absolutely is. Despite the outrage over the violence and destruction, Johnson said he thinks the only path forward is to work together to give kids safer spaces, our city must work together to create spaces for youths to gather safely and responsibly under adult guidance and supervision to ensure that every part of our city remains welcome. Uh, remains, don't you mean welcoming? For both residents and visitors, he said in a statement. One Illinois husband and wife may not see eye to eye with Johnson's plans not to vilify the teens who terrorize the city. The couple has driven from Indianapolis. Ooh, god damn. Why would you go... Oh, one, one right into the other, right? Couple had driven from Indianapolis, the ashes that remain of it, to the city on a warm spring weekend to take, the, take in the sights, but ended their Sunday night with their minivan being attacked by an angry mob. And the husband in the hospital. Yeah, again, Minneapolis. Indianapolis? Oh, I'm thinking Minneapolis. I'm retarded. Yeah, Indianapolis is fine. Minneapolis is where all the rioting's going on, too. The pair and another family member were driven near Chicago uh, Cultural Center. The way was Kang Center. When suddenly a mob of teens between eighteen and uh, 16 and 18 began climbing uh, and hitting our truck, the wife told local news outlet. She told a local news outlet, quote, we even saw them get on top of a bus, she said. The husband, who was in the driver's seat at the time, was treated for cuts, but his wife says the injuries are more emotional than physical. Quote, I, sorry, I should have rolled my eyes, but come on. Fuck off with that emotional shit. Quote, we're so scared right now. We don't want to uh, step out of the house, she said. Four hours after the incident, my husband and I were just shaking. The family's Toyota minivan had its windows shattered and several large dents uh, on the back of the vehicle. Let's look at the comments real quick. First three. Glitzy consort. Mandatory military draft is what is needed. Uh, yeah, I don't support the draft, homie, but I get where you're coming from. I kind of see your argument there, but no. Then what is mayhem? Uh, he sells you uh, car insurance. Hypercapitalization, hypercapitalism fallout. More to come. Okay, social bro. And bad sushi says, "It's how the left shows love. You should see, <laughs> should see how much they showed us out here in L.A. when Trump was president." Oh yeah, trust me, I did. That being said, let's hop over here to the last article for this upload. Chicago's mayor-elect warns against demonizing rampaging teens after unrest. Get it, Get it, 
They sound like a group of intellectuals. Ah, what the hell? So much for that. Let me do a little restart here. Figure out what happened. Moving on. Chicago's mayor-elect Brandon Johnson responded to this weekend's violent teen takeover of the Windy City's downtown area by urging the public not to demonize the horrors of rampaging young people who set cars on fire, clashed with cops, and damaged private property. Johnson, a progressive former teachers union organizer who was elected mayor earlier this month, uh, released a statement Sunday reaching, uh, reacting to the disorder in his city and resulted in a shooting and more than a dozen arrests. Quote, we've already read this, but in no way do I condone the destructive activity we saw in the Loop and Lakefront this weekend. It is unacceptable and has no place in our city. Johnson said, Johnson stated, tweeted, or uh, sorry, quoted, well, however, it is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunity in their in their own communities. That sounds so. This guy used to be a Washington County judge uh, named Judge Sheldon. Absolute feckless old fuck, fepid pussy. There was this guy. He stabbed his mom like sixteen times. Uh, I was sitting there in the court. Don't worry about why. Uh, he said this like, this guy stabbed his mom like seventeen times or whatever the fuck, like, like some insane number, and put out like cigarettes on her. He was given like a ten day boot camp apologized to and the mom was reprimanded and he was told and the mom was like told that you know she has to take this kid back in until he finds a new place to live but he has until the end of the year to move out and it was like the end of january when this trial was going on so it's like she had like 11 months basically to deal with this fucker that's the kind of shit you have to you you look forward to he continued our city must work together to create spaces for use we are of this for youths to gather safely and responsibly under adult guidance and supervision to ensure that every part of our city remains welcome. I think you mean to say welcoming for both our residents and visitors. Johnson 47 added that his goals as mayor is to improve public safety and make Chicago livable for everyone. Two nights of unrest, which uh, were organized on social media, saw packs of out-of-control teens clash with cops, brawl with each other, vandalize property, and break into and set fire on cars. One video showed several youngsters jumping up and dancing on top of city bus. You've already read that. Chicago police said two minors aged 16 and 17 were wounded when someone in the crowd on East Street, Washington, opened fired. No arrests have been made in that incident. The incoming mayor's response uh, to the teen-led chaos was met with a swift backlash from conservatives on social media. Chicago is so screwed, wrote Colin Rugg, a nice co-owner of right-wing news outlet Trending Politics. I mean, he's right-wing, but Trending Politics? Mm. If I was fucking right-wing as Political Wire, and Political Wire is rated neutral, so I'd see that rating system. Quote, Incredible statement to those who saw the videos of violence and destruction. Don't demonize youth for little pop up for a little pop up riot. It's actually your fault they did this," tweeted Mike Cernovich, a conservative conspiracy theorist. Oh fuck off! He's right about almost everything. Other critics warned that Johnson's reaction to the unrest uh, a month before his inauguration did not bond well for Chicago's future. Did not bode well for Chicago's future. Quote. 
Chicago is about to fall to Detroit and Baltimore levels of ruin. Actually, fuck you. Detroit's actually on the come up. Get real with that one. Duggan's been phenomenal for Detroit. Fight me. One user wrote while another predicted, uh, quote, Chicago will see more of this with Brandon Johnson as mayor. The exodus of business, residents, and visitors from downtown is only going to get worse. Lawlessness is becoming rampant. Well, all of Illinois is becoming Chicago. Chicago's outgoing mayor, Lori Lightfoot, also released a statement addressing the teen takeover. And I understand there are people in the red parts of Chicago who might hear that and roll their eyes. You are in a very rare part of Chicago. You are in a very rare part of Illinois. Illinois as a whole is blue. I'm just saying, don't don't sit here and get fucking. You know what you're talking about. No, I do. I know exactly what I'm talking about. You live in a in one of like the rare 13 red parts or little red dots of Illinois. Don't 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 get mouthy with me. I I I know I have family who lives in red parts of, of Illinois, and I I just heard the voice in the back of my head giving me shit for that one. Well, I heard their voices giving me shit because they're gonna listen to it and they're gonna give me shit. Anyway, she said that while many of the youngsters gathered to have a good time and enjoy. Oh, what, a summer of love? A spring of love? And enjoy unseasonably warm weather. She conceded that some were involved in a reckless, disrespectful, and unlawful behavior. Quote, As I have said before, we as a city cannot and will not allow any of our public spaces to become platforms for criminal conduct. Lightfoot wrote, Most importantly, parents and guardians must know where their children are and be responsible for their actions. Instilling uh, the important values of respect for people and property must begin at home. Hundreds and possibly as many as a thousand, so more than a thousand, safe to bet, teens uh, covered, uh, converged, sorry, on Chicago Loop for teen takeover. Was that a thing on Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon back in the day, the teen takeover? Where, like, uh, I don't know, I'm, 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 Coming up on 26. I'm sure there's some other one person my age out there listening to this. Remember that? Like, uh, it was like the the teen. It was like kid kid choice, and it wasn't the kid the the kids choice. Or it was a kid choice, and it was like the morning block for like programming. And then they had like the teen takeover from like what was it like fucking basically when school got out so like 3:30 to 7:30, where people could just vote on the website for whatever they wanted to watch. That's how you ended up with, like, a billion hours of fucking iCarly for no fucking reason because the only one who, only people who watch Nickelodeon were obnoxious fucks. Sorry, if you can't tell, I was a Cartoon Network fan. Well, I was a Cartoon Network fan of Cartoon Network after 9.30, and if you know, you know. <laughs> then again, if you recognize my outro music, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Hundreds of possibly thousands that uh, is responsible... In response to social media posts about planning gathering near Millennium Park, it's going to be Facebook. I like how no one's telling me where this came from. Police responded and turned away many minors from the park, but witnesses reported that despite increased police presence, cops were outnumbered. Were still outnumbered. At least 15 people, among them juveniles, were arrested in connection with the unrest. Mostly reported were uh. Most reportedly ch- were charged with a reckless conduct. First three comments here. Chuck Wood. These kids have not been starved of any opportunity. Agreed. As the mayor suggests, the number of social programs, education assistances, monetary assistance, etc. is available and not capitalized on because of their own refusal to want to create a way out. The culture, this culture, in question, seems to look down on its own people 
who achieved success for re for some reason that I cannot grasp. Yeah, look at the fucking verbal and physical repulsion a lot of these BLM types get when you say Thomas Sowell around them. And by the way, I, I manage this all the time. I, I, I get we like to be edgy in the comments. Say what you want about black people. If it wasn't for a certain black Supreme Court justice right now, America would be 50 shades of fucked. Just know that. My ideal Supreme Court is Clarence Thomas and seven clones of Clarence fucking Thomas. Or just Chief Justice Clarence Thomas. I love Clarence Thomas. This man is phenomenal. And he's the only thing. He's one of the only people keeping America, America right now. So... But they hate him. BLM hates Clarence Thomas. The left hate Clarence Thomas. And here's the thing. They love Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden falsified rape charges against him to try and keep him out of office or from uh, uh, assuming position as chief justice. Like, there's a whole history between Joe Biden and Clarence Thomas. And Clarence Thomas was a civil rights activist originally. It's insane. Johnny Dollar. How much more money has been has to be flushed down the drain to prove that these people, these so-called, uh, these uh, to prove that these so-called help programs don't and won't change a thing? Rudy C, tell us, Mr. Mayor Elect, exactly which party <laughs> served them these opportunities. Chicago has been Democrat-led for almost a hundred years. Uh, the last Republican mayor of Chicago was elected in in 1927. There is not a single Republican. On the 28-member city council, the last Republican city alderman was elected in 1991, 32 years ago. Ooh, how do y'all feel with that one? In Chicago opinion, just because I have to... I don't know why this is gray like this. What Chicago Park District is doing to provide construct, uh, constructive activities for teens in Millennium Park and other Chicago parks... Uh, venues throughout the city with its $546 million budget during the days and evenings. My guess, Chicago Park District is paying for a lot of patronage without the productivity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, places like Chicago are fucked. And I just want to make sure, I'm, I'm happy I played the interview for everybody to watch. And I'm going to leave a, a, the full interview in the description below. Actually, you know what? Give me one second real quick. Let's see. Now, this, I have two different sources I want to pull up here. A local news outlet using Rasmussen and Washington Examiner's own polling on this. So like I said, uh, most black Americans don't have a problem with any white people based on their skin tone. But there is such a... a, a almost half of them do. Almost, It's almost 50-50. Almost 50% of black Americans think it's not okay and that it's wrong to be white. And this is a pretty consistent number across the board. So right now, you know, like, like I was saying, like I have to, with these polls, with these current activities in mind, I have to ask myself these days, like, is this black person walking towards me a threat? Am I going to be jumped? Am I going to be attacked? And I grew up, I grew up in a predominantly black area, like the, the, the city that I'm elected to office in isn't a predominantly white area, you know? And I never in my whole life, up until maybe like five years ago, started having this thought. It's so weird. 
But that's exactly what they want to do. That's exactly what these left movements want to do. They want to keep racism alive. They want to keep you distrustful of your neighbor. And I hate to say it, but sometimes it works. I know it shouldn't. I mean, most black people I talk to in my area are actually fairly conservative. But there's that element to me that's just like, I've seen so many white people just get beat because they're white. God damn, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I, I choose to not let, you know, any of these newly found, perhaps, prejudices, I guess is what they would call be called. Because everyone has a little, a little, uh, like, in, in-group preference. That's natural, but... Poll finds over a quarter of black Americans don't think it's okay to be white. Now, this is from March 6th, 2023, so it's fairly new. A poll from last month indicated over a quarter of black Americans disagree with the statement, it's okay to be white. Uh, resurfaced after Dilbert comic strip creator Scott Adams said the report indicated black Americans were part of a hate group. Yeah, there aren't waves of white people going out and hunting down black people, but there are actively groups of black people hunting down white people in this country. So there, you know, but Scott Adams was also wildly taken out of context, too. The poll asked whether respondents agreed or disagreed with the statement and found that only 53% of black Americans said they agreed, while 47% indicated they either disagreed or are not sure. Yeah, the we're not sure. Those are people who fall into one of two camps. One, I don't want to say I like white people because it might not be cool black people, meaning black people don't think it's predominantly cool black people to be white or be cool with white people. And the other side of that is, oh, God, I don't want to admit to being racist and hating white people. Rasmussen Reports, which conducted a poll, said its questioning was inspired by the Anti-Defamation League, ADL, description of the phrase, a hate symbol. Right here. Rasmussen Reports, updated. AstroTurf has finally discovered our OK-to-be-white poll, inspired by the ADL literally defining the wording of question as hate speech. For those... So dispose, here is a link to their site where you can report us for asking it. The poll asked respondents to indicate whether they agree or disagree with the statement black people can be racist too. 35% of black respondents said they either disagreed or were not sure. 7% of white respondents also answered that way. Yeah, well, you know, pussies. The answer is absolutely. Like I said, everyone has an in-group preference. Outside of liberals, liberals actually the only group. Young liberals are the only group with an out-group preference. How weird is that? Well, then again, who can stand them? They can't stand themselves. The poll's results went largely unnoticed until Adams spoke about it, about them on his digital show, Real Coffee with Scott Adams. That's not true. I've talked about these, but I'm not a big platformer program. Quote, so I realize, as you know, I've been identifying as black for a while, for years now. Because I like to be, uh, I like it to be on the, I like to be on the winning team, <laughs> and I like to help. I always thought, well, if I help the black community, that's sort of the biggest lever. You can find the biggest benefit, or you can find the, find the biggest benefit. So I thought, well, that's the hardest thing and the biggest benefit. So I'd like to focus a lot of my life resources in helping black Americans so much that I started to identify as black. Ooh, to just be on the team I was helping, but it turns out nearly half of that team doesn't think uh, it's okay to be white. 
doesn't think I'm okay to be white. Adam said, as so, uh, as of today, I'm going to re-identify as white because <laughs> I don't want to be a member of a hate group. I've accidentally joined a hate group. So if nearly half of all blacks are not okay with white people, according to this poll, and not according to uh, it's not according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, that's a hate group, and I don't want to have anything to do with them. The best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people, Adams insisted. There is no fixing this. You removed tons of what he was saying. The essential gist of what he was saying is, if you find yourself around black people who feel this way, get the hell away from them. These groups are centered and like congealed in cities. Get the fuck away from them. They removed like three paragraphs worth of context from his show. So I just want to give him the full credit here. Following his comments, Adam's comics was uh, expunged from newspapers across the country, and his publisher for non-Dilbert books allegedly terminated his uh, its relationship with him. Um, but as you can tell, he was absolutely right. Now we're going to hop over here to Washington Examiner. It's okay to be white. Agree, 72%, including 53% of black people. By Paul Bedard. So going down here, uh, this is from... February 2022, or February 20th, 22nd, 2023. So sorry. Let's go down here. What's more, we asked if voters agreed or disagreed with the statement black people can be racist too. 79% agreed, including 66% of black people. In the latest uh, Rasmussen report, survey shared shared with secrets. Weird. 72% agreed with the statement it's okay to be white. Even a majority of black people at 53% agreed. That's a very slim majority. The statement's okay to be white was first published on right-wing websites, then picked up in speeches by influencers. Washington Examiner is not right. They are, like, borderline center-left. Hate speeches influencers. It has been since... uh, It has since been decried as hate chant by the Anti-Defamation League. In the last week, for example, Portland, Maine, has seen protests against a former city council candidate's OK sign, which is just like, you know, also if you're a basketball fan, it's a three, three-pointer hand sign. According to ADL, this man right here is very clearly thrown up a hate, uh, a hate symbol. So is this gentleman, this gentleman, Mr. Curry, white supremacist Curry. This is the, this is the symbol they're talking about right here, saying that this is a white supremacist symbol right here. When it's just like the three-pointer sign or it's okay. You know, because your fingers make a K shape and the thumb and index finger make an O, so it's okay. Yeah, that's what they're calling a, a, a hate speech symbol. Mm-hmm. But the largest, uh, let's see, in the survey, people, uh, Rasmussen survey showed that most people think it's, uh, showed that most people, that, most think nobody has the market on racism and that there is a lot more open-mindedness on the topic than the media would make you believe. Well, still, almost 50% of black people hate or do not like white people and think it's not okay to be white. And furthermore, you think about other surveys that come out where it's like 72% of Democrats don't think conservatives have should have rights. So it's like, no, right, 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 right. For example, those who disagree uh, with both statements were a very small percentage, an equal 12% somewhat to strongly disagree with both statements. 
meaning they disagree with the strongly disagree with the it's okay to be white and strongly agree with it's okay to be white. When asked if black people can be racist too, 53% strongly agreed, which is probably the same 53% that you know think it's okay to be white. <laughs> they probably have seen the racism on, uh, in their uh, in their uh, population and been like, "Ooh, yeah, no." In its an in its analysis, Rasmussen said, quote, support for okay to be white crosses political lines. Majority, uh, majorities of Democrats, 51%, Republicans at 73%. Look at that major statistic. And those not affiliated with either major party, 52% strongly agree with agree that it's okay to be white. Fewer Democrats, 39%, than, fewer Republic, than Republicans at 67%. Are unaffiliated. Fifty-three percent strongly agree that black people can be racist too. Still, even among Democrats, only nineteen percent disagree with the statement. But Republicans think it's okay to be white more than Democrats do, which is interesting. I wonder how many these black people identify as Democrats or left-wing ideologies in general. It's hundred percent. But that's interesting. It's just where I want to end this uh, episode at. So this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and I shall catch you guys later. Any updates about these riots? I'll be here to report it.